0: are more rare than a pole dancing unicorn sliding down a razor blade into a salt pit. It's time for what the fuck is up with Spada and Supes.
1: What the fuck is up everybody welcome back to what the fuck is up <laughs> my name is spada and join me as always is my best friend my 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 co-host my my best buddy
2: spada i'm spotted today for those of you who cannot see who are joining us on the audio only podcast i'm dressed as Spada today so you guys should jump over to youtube and check this shit out because I'm wearing a walking excuse shirt,
1: <laughs> Oh, don't start with that again. That, All right. Man. So we just we just tried to do uh, we just tried to go live a second ago, and uh, for some reason I don't know why, but for some reason my feed just dropped. Like, YouTube cut me off, Facebook cut me off, all the rest of it, so I don't really know what the fuck just happened. It was super weird. Uh, my computer said everything was fine, but there was everything wasn't fine. I don't know, but we appreciate everybody uh, for coming by and hanging out with us, whether you're listening to us on the audio-only version of the podcast or if you're watching us here on Facebook or YouTube. Thank you guys so much for joining us. If you're looking for us on Facebook, you can find us at WTF is up question mark, and you can find us on YouTube at lost tangent outpost, or you can search for what the fuck is up or WTF is up. And one of the names of our episodes, you'll find us spot us, soups, all that good stuff. I do pretty good SEO, I think, or at least tagging for, uh, for the videos. Yeah. In either case, guys, we appreciate those of you guys coming by and hanging out with us today. And, uh, doesn't matter whether you're listening to us live or you're listening to us after the fact. Now, if you're new here, you should, uh, uh, We appreciate that you're checking us out. Please make sure to subscribe, listen to other episodes, leave a review, all that good stuff. If you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook, we appreciate likes, subscriptions, comments, all that good stuff. Let us know how you feel about the podcast. Talk with us Mm -hmm. in the chat live, whether you're on Facebook or on YouTube. We can see both chats, so uh, come by, hang out with us live, give us some input while we're streaming. Uh, We're always talking with the chat as we go through this. Now, soups, we... uh, crashed a minute ago. Yes. And that sucked. That sucked pretty bad.
2: Right? It's, uh, it's, so. it's, a, real, it's a real horror st- story. Man.
1: <laughs> I have no idea what happened. I have no idea why we yeah. crashed. I have no idea uh, what caused it. But in either case, we are starting over from scratch because we really didn't get going just yet. So let me go ahead and explain to you guys what we're doing this week. This week, the name of the episode is Real Evil. And Soups and I started out with the idea that we were going to do halloween month and it didn't dawn on me until like we were in the second week that there were going to be five different episodes that we were able to do in that theme and so i had only really dreamt up two different episodes two or three different episodes so filling in five episodes was going to be tough soups found uh while we were looking into all the other stuff ghost stories uh, curses haunted video games and movies and stuff like that Mm -hmm. like all the different stuff that we've talked about. While we've been talking about that, Soups has been sharing this story with me over and over and over and over again, saying, I really <laughs> want to do a podcast on this story. And I really, uh, like, I've been wanting to be able to do it, but it was tough for me because I felt like it was one story and it is really fucked up and it is something that we could fit into a horror theme, but it's, I didn't yeah. know if we could actually do a whole podcast on it. So what I decided that we were going to do is cover what we considered to be real evil shit in this podcast, and we were going to do so by covering a few stories. Now, there's one story that both uh, Soups and I are really up and educated about, which is uh, the Chris Watts story and the murder of his family. And so we're going to be talking a little bit about that to start us off. And then we'll be talking about my story, which is about the, the Powell case. If you don't know anything mm-hmm. about that, it took place between Ugh. Utah and Washington. It's a really fucked up story, but you're about to learn a lot yeah. today. And, oh, my God. Um, it's, it's a really fucked up situation. And the point is, uh, and I'm going to leave it to Soups to kind of talk about what he's going to talk about a little bit later. Uh, but uh, there's a clue in the thumbnail if you looked at us on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, on this what, is
2: uh, this this person was uh, was actually a character – that they used in uh, American Horror Story: right. Coven, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And I, I don't. I, at the time, I don't think that I knew that it was a real person. But at some time after I saw it, I actually found out that this was a real person. So I'm like, okay, well, he just doesn't put like they put fucking heavyweights on the show, right? Like, yeah. for lack of a better term, like they're yeah. hard hitters. they like, right, like. Right. So, but the but the real people they put in the show are like they're notorious people, mm. right? Richard Ramirez, like right. these these were all like real fucking people. They do well, like to use them, real history, yeah. They yeah.
1: they do like to use real history.
2: <clears throat> so, you know, once I thought about that, you know, I kind of looked it up and I was like, "Holy fucking shit." Yeah, so this this, this is something we need to pass around. So, yeah, that's my story is AHS related, but it is real fucking evil.
1: Yeah, so we're basically um, the reason that I, I want to preface the stream with all this information is I just want to let you guys know this is like a like a hardcore viewer discretion advised episode, right? Like straight up, this is going to be really really tough. There's a lot of really dark shit that gets talked about here, and it's um, that's going to be talked about tonight. I'm going to be honest with you guys. This stuff makes me really uncomfortable, especially the story, the second story that I'm going to be telling. But um, the first two stories really, really fuck with me as a parent. And um, the other story is going to fuck with us in different ways for sure. But doing research for this, putting together, you know, I, I've put together a slideshow. Um, <laughs> uh, we, we, we've got a couple slideshows. We've got um i've got videos to show you guys that soups is going to watch along with me this is going to be unlike any podcast that we've done so far because i'm bringing a bunch of media into this and if you're watching us uh live or if you're watching the video you're going to be able to see at least some kind of video and some kind of you know images imagery to kind of follow along with but even if you're just listening to the audio only version I, i have at least for my story there are like real documented pieces of audio all of the bits that I'm going to show are mostly where the audio is mostly important. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you're not able to see it, it's okay. You really just need to be able to hear it. Seeing it doesn't hurt, especially to understand the context and the true evil of the characters and the people. It's hard not to call them characters, but the people that we'll be talking about today. Yeah. Um, Um, i am
2: just i'm just aghast by what ethan posted in the chat it's unbelievable yes absolute (laughs)
1: pure evil ethan ethan filler had the audacity he said i stole an apple one time i'm sorry pure evil yeah i agree Ethan.
2: just despicable
1: how dare you how could you unbelievable i thought i knew you ethan (laughs) <laughs> I thought I knew you. <laughs> You're a monster. <laughs> so we will be talking about some real fucked up people today, and yeah, we need um, to laugh
2: right now while we can. I, you know, this is probably going to be some serious shit, but I'm definitely gonna.
1: Yeah, it, so I'm
2: definitely gonna be trying to kind of keep it. Like, I'm gonna crack some jokes, but I mean,
1: it's in all seriousness. Uh, these are
2: really fucked up things that. Yeah.
1: yeah and 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 this is the fuck
2: really nothing to fucking laugh at
1: well here's the here's the thing it's not just that the 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 stories and and th- the things these are all based on themselves aren't It it's not even just that they're terrible it's that they're 100 percent real like this is yeah. stuff that actually happened this is like terrible evil shit that's real that really happened that people were really affected by so um anyways we're going to get into talking about all these stories here in just a minute i just wanted to make sure that i prefaced all this let y'all know right away that this is going to be this is going to be this is going to be a dark one so everybody strap in get ready um you know i'm i definitely want to make sure that you guys know that going into it that it's it's going to be rough uh now before we get too far into the dark stuff, I do want to spend a little bit of time talking about a little bit of lighter stuff. Lighter stuff. And uh, so, something I'm going to show everybody that's watching the video only version of the podcast is I'm going to show you guys an awesome piece of fan art that oh Fernando did, our regular yeah. from the stream. And I mean, I can't I can't say enough like how much I just think this is one of the coolest things. It's-
2: yeah, this this is the dopest shit ever.
1: So I'm actually going to do something I don't normally do. And um, I'm going to pop over to showing you guys just the full screen. Hopefully I can do that without this being a huge problem. Um, nope, that's the wrong one. Okay. So this was done by Fernando. And this is just this. It's a, it's an inside joke from the podcast. It's, it's so masterfully put together, and like you have to be able to get in real close to see the detail and the just the the amazingness of this picture and as a whole. But it, yo,
2: he gave us like a sneak preview of it, right? Yeah, he sure did. It was fucking great. And then he sends the whole picture. He sure did. And I lose. He posts the whole picture. I lost my shit when I. Like I was like, who the fuck is that on the top? And then i, was, I started reading. Yeah, what it
1: says said, it says not I'm... not that Ashmore <laughs> 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 And it says uh the caption says, Guys, guys, there's two of them. They are twins. And here <laughs> <laughs> and Soup says a bubble over here that says, Can you believe this crap? It's amazing what <laughs> some people are unaware of <laughs> Which is essentially what happened in the stream. <laughs> oh my god. It's essentially what happened so in the podcast. Funny, man. It that. was so good, man. And Fernando, this is this is so good, bro. And I, I honestly, we thank you so much for this. Yeah, man. Uh,
2: this is fucking dope, shit, dude. Every, the
1: lightning strike at the top, the whole, the scene, Twins? everything is—it's so dope, dude. This is such a cool thing. So thank the, you so the much super man.
2: suits bro like i i want a super suit with that logo on yeah the now next, now it we kind of like now legit, i have
1: to make a a version of the logo that looks like that bro like
2: it looks like a legit like super we're like a super team logo
1: yeah that's what it looks like man this is like, like the
2: fucking lost outpost twins or some shit yeah. <laughs> lost tangent outpost twins sorry <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right so uh <laughs> Amber came in at the at the at the, at the perfect, perfect time, time. <laughs> he sure did it's it's good to see you aaron thank you so much for coming by as always Damn, um, that was so fucking. Funny, seriously, man. Fernando, good, good fucking work, yeah. man.
2: You na- you nailed it, man. You you knocked it out of the park, bro.
1: I would have your I would have that piece just sitting here for most of the podcast if I could, but like I, I can't. It's not going to do the piece justice to only have a fragment of it showing. I, I, so
2: I need to print. Did you sign that somewhere? Yeah, I he need did. To print that, that I I okay. can see
1: that. I can see it. And it's it's I'm it's actually really it. what he posted on Twitter is really high resolution. So if you can hold on, if you can save Sweeties. that folder that photo you can, or that image, yeah. you can print it out I'm gonna pretty good quality.
2: Print that shit out and stick it right up there yeah dude that's, that's such fucking it's dope. so
1: fucking cool man so um you know I, I might as well say it not that i expect it by any means fernando's just an amazing guy but um, Any, if you guys want to do fan art, make sure to send it to us. You can send it to us on Twitter. I'm at spot at underscore lto, and you can find soups at sir soups as well. And you can find us both on Instagram at WTF spot soups. Uh, I forgot to do that, that was, plug earlier. That was
2: a fucking smooth transition. Yeah, but bro. that one worked. I was just that, about to say uh, that kind of worked. <laughs> oh man, that one kind of worked right into that. That one, that one worked out
1: pretty good. So, uh, <laughs> um, all right, so we played. A little bit of, we did a little bit of gaming before we get to the dark stuff. You and I did a little bit of gaming together this week. Yeah. You, so we recorded some Spotter versus Ranked. I'm just going to be upfront with you guys. We recorded some <laughs> Spotter versus Ranked, like three different videos. And uh, you guys are probably never going to see those three videos. Like,
2: <laughs> it's just fucking hilarious, man. We do, we're just playing video games, man. <laughs>
1: It's, it's okay. So, it's, it's so great. So when I'm, so I'm playing. I decided I was gonna play Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, and um, I got bodied like pretty free. <laughs> and then we played, um, uh, we played Mortal Kombat 11 because I decided I really liked Noob Saibot. So we, I decided to do a Mortal Kombat 11 Noob Saibot run, two of them, and failed both, <laughs> and just did <laughs> shit in both of them. <laughs> And so oh, it was one man. of those things where it was like, you know what, if, if I'm going to upload it, I at least want it to be like me playing pretty right. good. So I will I will definitely sit down and record a good batch of f- footage and we'll upload that. And Supes and I have an idea for something we're going to be hopefully be it will hopefully be able to record at the end of the night tonight um, before we oh, yeah. get off, go to bed yeah. and all the rest of that stuff. So um, having I said all tomorrow, of that, so. you wanted to play <laughs> some Dragon Ball. <laughs> oh, that's nice. You took tomorrow off. Yeah. i I I can't do that but that's that's awesome um okay so you decided you wanted to play some dragon ball fighters
2: yeah man that's a fun game
1: yeah so you actually picked it you were picking up on it pretty quickly especially for a game that's like not it's a faster game than you're typically used to
2: oh for sure for sure i mean that's that was remember i said it while we're playing i'm like it's it's getting the timing down like it's getting used to the speed of it because it's just so much faster than anything else that you know that, that I are used to least. yeah 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 so i was just like okay okay and then once he started like it's ex- really so this this happens a lot with us he will explain something to me like in <laughs> vivid detail and i'll listen you know but if i don't really want to fucking like do it like if i'm not like 100 percent into it It'll go one ear after the other, and he's told me how to play this game like six times already. I've had it since it fucking came, since I got my PS4, but like this, the since I got my one terabyte PS4, uh, and he's tried to tell me how to play this game so many fucking times. His house, my house, I'm like, okay, yeah, oh great, yeah. so I played this game maybe 15 minutes in the year that I've had it, or however long I fucking had it, and. We start playing last night and he's explaining. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, OK. Yeah, that fucking makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So that's that's
1: we had fun, man. Fun game. Fighter, yeah. Fighters is a good game to play if you're not really good at fighters or you're, you're getting you want to pick up a new fighter because it gives you a lot of really transit good. A lot of easy to learn there's a lot of stuff that you can do in dragon ball fighters but most of the tech is pretty easy to accomplish you just have to like get used to it one step at a time and it it has a system that allows you to compete fairly well even if you don't know all the inner inner mechanics but that if you know those mechanics and how to take advantage of them it blows up in a different way so it's a lot like smash brothers in Mm -hmm. that sense to me where it's it's certainly not it's certainly got a complex really really difficult level of gameplay uh, but it's base level of gameplay, it, it's, it's, it's friendly to, to newcomers and people that aren't super comfortable with all that. Yeah. So the chat is pretty active right now. Let me catch up on the chat. We've got Fernando showing uh, showing some love in the chat uh compliment the transitions uh aaron too great transition he said i'm happy uh that was a
2: fucking great a transition I, I appreciate can't even front it from that that was that I, was smooth
1: i appreciate it that was i was that was like it, just happened, <laughs> it just happened to work out it just happened uh aaron says i'm waiting for friday i'm about to play the shit out of little hope the new horror game coming out oh dope okay uh, Dante popping <laughs> in saying yo yo to the tangent gang. What's up, dude? Big <laughs> homie Dante. What uh, up? Fernando, uh, saying hi to more people. Ethan's in here saying fighters kicks ass. Cannot wait for Guilty Gear Strive. I agree. Um, we got some more stuff like banter back and forth between everybody. Spot it. I will happily get bodied by you anytime. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. So we need to just have like a, we need to all, if whoever has a game, just get in the fucking lobby and, and just play. fight each other. Yeah, we could do that. And could, fucking do a stream. Lobby. That'd be fun. Yeah,
1: that could be fun. Um, all right. Oh, Dante. Uh, I like Dragon Ball Fighters, but I'm still a sucker for the Tenkaichi Budokai 3. I played that game like 900 Uh, 99,999 hours yeah so uh if you want to play a game that's like that the xenoverse games really took that system and made an rpg ish fighting fighter Mm -hmm. arena fighter ish kind of thing um i enjoy those games for what they are but they're not like they're not like the deepest games i i like to call them dragon ball simulators like you know uh dbz kakarot does a pretty good job of it but i still think that xenoverse is a better simulator for what you would imagine that it feels like to fight in the dragon ball z universe mm-hmm. fighters is a good fighting game representation of that but i think xenoverse is like the perfect like you when you're playing the game you feel like you're doing stuff like you were in the show like it almost feels like you're doing the stuff from the show th- the same way that they would do it in the show it's hard to explain, but. Um, but Tenkaichi is really, really good. Uh, Tenkaichi 3. So, oh, okay. We got to get to the main stories, guys. <laughs> this is, uh, we can't get too carried away this time. We're calling the channel Lost Tangent Outpost for a reason, but right. because we, we like to go off on tangents, it just tends to happen. But this episode. There's a lot to cover, and honestly, I don't know if we have a whole bunch of time to we, cover we, all of it.
2: We need these uppers before we, before yeah. we get to these downers.
1: So man. I hope everybody so, enjoyed all the happiness that we were all kind right. of enjoying in together. That was a that was a fun kumbaya, and it's about to Pretty get quick, fucked man, up here. Yeah. So uh,
2: we, we sped ran through the first part
1: of that. <laughs> I'm glad you found a way to work it in <laughs> early on.
2: <laughs> it would not fit in, anywhere else. <laughs>
1: No, no, it wouldn't. It's
2: like, oh, the murderer got over there pretty quick. He, <laughs> yeah. he uh, yeah. Don't say that.
1: <laughs> so, uh, uh if you guys want to play with me on Xbox, Dante, you've been messaging me on Xbox for a while. I just don't have any of the games on Xbox, but um i got
2: a fuck ton of games on
1: i xbox. i don't in fact i got to find a way to get rid of my xbox one i don't need it anymore but
2: no, no one no one's gonna take it
1: man. yeah well not even just that the disk drive yeah. is busted
2: yeah exactly that's exactly <laughs> <busted>. yeah
1: <laughs> i need to get rid of <laughs> so it somehow
2: just keep it man like whenever i just don't want it a, if you, you ever fucking put a tv somewhere oh, he, he plays minecraft on it. the xbox oh see so well,
1: he, that's but that's the only thing that gets the xbox gets used for right now
2: all right well just tell him it's his <laughs>
1: No. Um.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> making an easy like birthday t- gift just like here this like
2: 2010 with my hat backwards like
1: Are you talking time. shit? Are you like making fun of me no, right no, no. now? I'm just saying like
2: I used to wear my hat backwards like exclusively.
1: okay. Okay, okay. When I
2: was a lot slimmer and like better looking. <laughs> but I can't I can't do it anymore. Like I'm I look like a fucking <laughs> look like a lame dad who's trying to be a cool dad oh
1: stop it <laughs> <clears throat> I'm the only people that would pretty say pretty that cool are dad? your daughters the you know oh, they would, but they they're would not they're not a good judge of that they're not a good judge of that they're they're, they are, that. they're, they're always going to talk shit
2: they're fucking ruthless
1: <laughs> um i'm noticing i'm the only og that isn't a moderator l dude ethan honestly if, if once the channel starts getting bigger, you got to be a mod, but I have too many mods as it is. I'm just not the guy that's going to demote people. I love all you guys too much. So, uh, But, you know, uh, it's nothing personal. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Hold on. Before we get carried away, let's get to the dark stuff. I'll go get my son's Pokemon and keep me company for the real evil stream. I was playing Injustice 2 a couple hours ago. That's dope. Uh, I'm upset I've missed out on meeting three power rangers hey i got to meet a power ranger once uh yeah. hey bro calm down <laughs> 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 all right so
2: all right let's kick this thing off man let's so let's, let's talk
1: let, let's start it off by talking about it's still really fucked up it's still really evil but i think it's straightforward and it it's like to the point so there's not a bunch of like crazy like it's not it's not nearly as crazy as the other two stories we're gonna talk about. Yeah. So it's fucked up.
2: It's,
1: it's incredibly fucked up and it fucks me up. But I'm gonna let you guys know <laughs> going into this, this, it's very, very possible um that I might have like I might legit get emotional through this because this shit was fucked up fucking me up as I was learning about it. So Man. um but we're the first thing we're gonna talk about is the Chris Watts story. Now I don't know how many of you guys know about uh Shannon and Chris Watts and their two children. Um, it's a really really horrible story it's a horrible situation it just happened a few years ago uh two years ago actually i think
2: yeah it was really recent
1: um it's so i don't even know how we would really start it off do you do you remember hearing about the story when it (laughs) first happened so
2: yeah so my my girl is actually from colorado oh that's right yes i Yeah, I guess Frederick is somewhere near or near enough for the the woman when she went missing their local news or whatever news she follows on.
1: Was blowing uh, it up, yeah.
2: On Facebook, yeah, she saw this. It was before I heard anything about it. And she was like, like, "Uh, have you seen this? Like, look at this guy. His wife and his daughters are missing. Like, just watch this interview. So it's the interview where he's on the porch.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and yes the news people come his arms are crossed him. like this he's got like yeah he's tightly
2: I, like holding you know on. i watched it and i was just the first time i watched it i was just so weirded out i was like this, this there's something off about this dude man like he fucking probably did that shit like yeah. <clears throat> it's just a feeling you got from just the very first time you saw it he looked all clammy and mm-hmm. he was all closed off and just the way he was phrasing things, mm-hmm. just seemed like really, really odd. Right. So he just gave off weird signals from Jump Street.
1: Yeah, I wasn't. So when when stuff like this tends to happen for me personally, like when when real stories like this happen to go, I I tend to just like let it be background noise to me until like more information becomes available. So I wasn't really right. analyzing the the details when it when it happened. I, I didn't. Um, I saw it like in passing it, like showed up on my Facebook feed and I like watched it for a few minutes. I was like, uh, that's a fucked up situation and just kept scrolling. And um, you know, but then you become more aware of it as more details start to come out about it. And so when he when it first happened, he went, his wife goes missing, the kids go missing. and the neighbor, the from across the street, notices that she hasn't been answering her text messages and she hasn't sh- come in or out the front door. Yeah. In the last 24 hours. And she was supposed to have been home the previous pre- previous evening. So she right, knew something was up and there, she had like an appointment at like in the morning that she was supposed to go to. And so she's immediately freaking out. And that's a badass friend. I got to say, man, like uh, somebody right. that like, just was like, this is a little unusual. I'm going to call the police. Uh You are
2: probably the only one that would notice If I was like Not saying I have a bunch of other Oh right but but yeah yeah Like we talk so much If I just disappeared for a fucking day You'd be like what the fuck happened to him Yeah if
1: you didn't reply to a text Like if if I sent you a text like in the morning And I didn't hear something by the time it was evening I would definitely think something was up But I don't know if I'd know something was up in the first 12 hours
2: right but, yeah it would take a that, right like that's legit
1: yeah legit. but like
2: but that's also a nosy fucking neighbor maybe <laughs> but like, it's a, but it's a good why thing she was watching my door so hard but, but it's yes, a good thing she was <laughs> yes
1: um so the neighbor calls the cops the cops show up chris watts shows up a little bit after lets was it, the cop inside it like
2: a couple hours late or something I, like? I didn't
1: see what the time frame exactly was but it, the cop was there for a little while um Chris Watts gets in, gets there. He lets the neighbors and the cop in and you know, they look around and you know, he's he's telling them, I don't really know. I mean, the kids blankets are gone and stuff like that. Like he's, here's the thing. If my wife and kids are missing, there's no way you're going to see simple breathing out of me. My heart rates baseline now is 120 beats per minute. Like um, I'm, I'm now at the most anxious. You're going to see me period so i'm i'm gonna be frantic i'm gonna be all over the place this dude looked calm
2: calm as shit as like,
1: shit like super he, level-headed like,
2: didn't he go to work or something like he wasn't home like i i
1: yeah he came home <coughs> from work because the cop was there and yeah, see. you know he even like sent text messages to her and like oh, all the God. rest of the yes. stuff yeah so the the cops get there. They're looking through the stuff. They find out that her purse is there. She's got stuff there. Like it, it everything looks really fucked up. And then
2: the, the markings of someone who didn't leave willingly.
1: Yeah, like somebody that yeah that was that wasn't planning to leave. Yeah, and right. The next door no. neighbor actually had a security camera that caught a little bit of movement. So he had the cops come over and Chris Watts come over with him, and you know they all sat around and watched the security footage and what appeared to be the case from the security footage was that a truck had backed into the driveway and then had left basically and you don't really get much else from that but the neighbor as soon as chris watts walks out of the room the neighbor looks at the cop and is like dude he's not acting normal that's not normal. Yes. The way he's being right yes. now, that's not normal, Chris. Something's up. And the cop's like, well, maybe he's just stressed out. His kids are gone and all the rest of it. And I'm thinking the opposite, right? Like, he seems way too cool and level-headed yes. for somebody whose kids and wife might be missing.
2: Are missing. Yeah, so, like...
1: Um,
2: right. And, and Yeah, and you could see, like, he was just... <clears throat> he's He's calm, but he's also, like, really... Like antsy, he's moving yeah. like kind of slimy. Like you can tell, he's like kind of nervous underneath him, trying to be cool about it. And like, oh well, I talked to Shannon or I sent her a message and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. But <clears throat> the neighbor fucking saw it. Like yeah. so, I guess it just got a bunch of badass fucking neighbors. Well, that there, I think right.
1: They're, they're just obviously, to some degree, it's a close knit neighborhood to some degree, right? And um. So anyways, for the first day passes and no solutions, right? But they mm-hmm. ended up calling, Chris does an interview with the news. That's what set you off. That's what gets a lot of people going yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? And then people start looking through Shanann's Facebook feed and like seeing all the videos that she's posted of the kids and herself and all this other stuff. And she did stuff like that a lot. Like she did a lot of like vlogging or whatever on her Facebook about her yeah. life and about having lupus and, you know her husband and the kids and stuff like that. So she did a lot of that stuff on Facebook. And so there's a lot of stuff to tra- track back through and to look through. And so people started like being little internet sleuths. And so a bunch of sc- theories started popping up before the cops had even made a decision to arrest Chris, but they asked Chris to come in and ask some question, answer some questions. I think it's day two that yeah. that happens. And so he goes in and honestly the polygraph, first of all, he volunteers oh. to a polygraph <clears throat> Which, yeah, and the lady
2: is like <clears throat> you can't be that dumb to take a polygraph. Well, we're we're going to know that you're lying.
1: So it's important to know why she was being that way cuz she was being she was purposefully saying things to get him in an emotional state that they yes. could that they could get him to admit they to can something. They manipulate him. So it was it was explicitly I mean it was like uh you know, it was like psychological warfare. They, as mm-hmm. soon as he got on, he got in there, and he agreed to take the polygraph test. Polygraph test. It they basically over. had him because she came in. She knew exactly what to do. She's wearing like blue, and she's like real welcoming, and she sits down. Uh, uh, Elton Gale, thank you so much for liking the stream. We appreciate you coming by and enjoying this with us. You know, she's being uh, she's being calm and welcoming, and she's like being understanding, and she's like, yeah, this will be really in and out. It's not really that difficult. Just You know, answer the questions. Be honest. We'll get in and out here. But she says like, like some a few things to really make him uneasy right from the jump. She says, for one, she says that um, only one of us knows the truth, but at at the end of this, two of us will, and. So that was the first thing that she said. And then she said, and look, man, you'd be you'd have to be stupid to come to a polygraph test if you actually right. knew what was going on. Right. Like well, he's so like, I, yeah, I'm just, exactly.
2: I'm just sitting there like, I mean, are you really going to take this? Like,
1: yeah, you it, it, part of you wants to think like there's no fucking way he's actually right. going is to take that, the test.
2: Is he that brazen? Like, does he does he? Does he well, obviously, he's he a just thinks sociopath. he's
1: your Well, he thinks he's that good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he that's thinks what he's, I was going to say. Yeah um just uh, so anyways it doesn't matter how the polygraph test actually went there were some inflections and stuff like that that you can hear in his voice that might sound a little bit obvious i'd say they're probably going to sound more obvious if you're a person that covers this kind of stuff that that like gets into the psychology and body language and stuff like that because he is giving off some signals but they come back they don't even show him any results they just tell him well you failed the polygraph look we don't know Mm -hmm. if he actually did it doesn't matter it doesn't matter that he did it was just they knew that they already had him off his rock they had him feeling uncomfortable so they went in said you failed the polygraph and he starts getting nervous right away well i didn't tell you guys any lies and then he has to admit in that conversation that he had cheated on his wife yes Right. Yes. And um, he had this whole relationship. So at one point, the wife was gone for like six weeks with the kids.
2: Right. She, she went had to gone to North,
1: North Carolina. She had gone to yeah. n- for like six weeks and she was expecting him to come up. But he wasn't even texting, calling or anything. And I tell you what, Nothing. I talk to my kids any chance I get while I'm at work for the day. Right. So like you better yes. believe that like if I'm away from my kids for six weeks, at least once or twice a day, you're gonna have me on the phone, like telling them I love you like sixty different times. Um, I miss you sixty different times. I'll be sending text messages, asking for pictures. Like, yeah. no fucking way. I could deal with being with more...
2: my, especially with technology today, man. Yeah, I right. To, I talk to my kids all day long,
1: mm-hmm. like
2: text messages. They'll call, or and you've got FaceTime kids in a range of ages
1: too that are yeah. doing all kinds of different stuff with their lives.
2: So, I mean, that's there's just no way. So it, and it's obvious. I mean he was that's that's when all the shit, obviously the the, the lie detector was when they created some chips in his armor.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but when they got him to admit to the cheating, that was just another way in that's a fucking motive
1: yeah as soon as they as soon as they caught him in the lie about cheating um then 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 it was all at that point the chain mail's off you know the the gears off he's got no he's got no protective gear all all they got to do is wait and and then the rest of it'll come out so then he asked to talk to his dad his dad comes in he talks to his dad and then he admits to his dad i killed Shannon, but i killed her because she killed the girls she killed the kids when i came in I came, I came home and the kids were blue, which we knew that wasn't true because he was watching the kids for the weekend. She was on a bit gone on a business trip for the weekend. So she came home, not the other way around. Everybody knew this. Like, this is like the, all the, all the information was already there for this. So it was already a stupid lie that he's telling his dad, but he's telling his dad, uh, I walked in and she had killed both the girls. I just reacted, got angry. And then I killed her. Hmm. And then it took, I think, I don't know if it took the a couple more hours or a day. But by the by day three, it had come out that he had murdered both his wife, right, and I, his two I, kids.
2: I think it was the same day. It might have
1: been, yeah. I mean,
2: I, I don't even think he left the fucking because once they went in, once he went in, he didn't come back out.
1: Right. Okay. So, fair enough. Yeah, that makes sense. I,
2: I think. I I think once. Uh, you know he because they, they're obviously it's on video, but mm-hmm. I don't I don't understand why people in interrogation rooms don't think that they're being monitored. Oh right, like, yeah, it's weird. It's so dumb. You watch like the first forty eight or something, mm-hmm. and they're fucking in there like rehearsing what they're gonna say mm-hmm. to the fucking cop. Like they see you doing this, asshole. Yeah. You're, shit. It's you, late. You,
1: <laughs> you get you, you played yourself already, man. Yeah, it's over. Game's bro. Up. Like so,
2: you <laughs> oh, you tell your dad. Oh well. They hurt her. He, she hurt them. So I killed her. Okay. I, I mean, and maybe he knew he was being recorded. Like maybe that was his. He, yeah. Obviously, th- it's him I, trying to get out. Like he knew he was being recorded, but he just didn't want to say that shit to the cops.
1: Yeah, I think it was more. He, like I said, like he had all all of his defenses were already broke down. So it was just at that yeah. point, like stuff was gonna start spilling out. So when he got his dad in the room and he had somebody that was more that he could be slightly more vulnerable with then he had access to he, he could like jump into those emotions he could access those emotions and um um and or sorry those emotions were coming out re- regardless of whether or not he wanted them to and so the information yeah. was going to flood out with him we've got a little bit going on in the chat so let me just catch up here real quick uh, dante said yeah that case was fucked up did you did you guys see a ghost in the recordings in that house that piece of shit killed his entire family just for an affair that is beyond evil his wife was hot and his kids were lovely um uh, yeah so a, it
2: takes a special piece of shit but i do see this video here let's see you got a video there of what yeah there is a video of the ghost that uh he's talking about oh no shit i, I haven't i did
1: not know that there was uh i didn't either that there was let's a whole see. ghost situation here did um, you want to count this down well hold on i gotta i'm gonna have to yeah, yeah it up. not
2: not just a second, but uh, maybe we should watch this together.
1: Um oh wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah let's see how long it is. Oh it's it's only a minute. Yeah, it's not very long. I just gotta try to get everything loaded up and then I will come over here to this scene and we'll uh we'll watch this together. All right. Uh I'm at the I'm at zero seconds, so Okay. Sound One, off. two,
3: three, go. Oh take for a quick trip.
2: Phone. Her yeah. Her oh, this must be like during the initial. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this, this is, is when
1: like, they're first searching the house. Those, from those are his from neighbors. Oh, sure, they will oh, yeah. okay. shut down. I'm not seeing any ghosts. I don't either. Yeah, this is cut straight from the Netflix piece.
2: Oh, what the
0: fuck
2: was that? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, what a... the fuck was that? Did you see that? Yes, I sure did. Bro, no, 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 wait!
1: Whoa, what the fuck, bro? That's bro. fucking. So, if you're looking at the screen, you know, look on the left side of the screen here inside that doorway. It's like there's a person standing on the other side of the wall. Yeah,
2: you can, yeah, you can definitely see something back there,
1: dude. All right, well, that's fucked up. Um.
2: Holy shit. Yeah, I hadn't okay. seen anything
1: about that That's fucked up So I appreciate now knowing that uh, I didn't need to know that, but now I do And so that's good, so I appreciate that Thank you very much um, <laughs> God so, damn, that's uh, Wow You can hear the girls giggling <laughs> I Look, man, I, we can dissect that another time This is already right. a fucked up enough situation I don't need to go into ghosts and shit, man This is already
2: <laughs> right. this, is,
1: this is already damn, a fucked up situation
2: that's, That makes this even fucking creepier
1: So, you know, he confesses to the murders, goes to court, has to do this whole thing. But here's the – so he has an an affair, and what it seems like is he's just a fucking monster. He has an affair. Just like Dante said, he has an affair, and because he's fallen in love with another woman over the course of, you know, the six weeks that his daughters and his wife are gone away with their family – because he's fallen in right. love with this woman, he's decided that he just doesn't need his old life, so he's just gonna get rid of it. So he just decides to off his whole fucking family. It's not even just, like a Chris Benoit style where he like loses his mind because he's got CTE,
2: right. kills his he didn't family. Have a mental break, or yeah, like yeah. The, there's a lady in or near Houston, like by the, by out by NASA, who had fucking babies like back to back to back. I think she had like five kids. It might have been more, but she had undiagnosed postpartum depression. Mm. And it was just compounding like with each baby and she already had like mental, like some mm-hmm. mental issues and she fucking killed all, she drowned all of her kids. Yeah, I remember that. Now, you know, like, okay, it's fucked up, mm-hmm. but if maybe someone had to tr- and uh, I think it was a religious thing where they weren't like treating her for this, mm-hmm. right? So- If someone had treated her and, you know, done something about that postpartum depression, maybe that wouldn't have happened. Maybe this guy was just a fucking piece of shit.
1: Yeah. Like there's no explanation that that can make this okay. You know, like there's nothing.
2: He didn't break or snap. He just wanted some new pussy. And that's he's a piece of fucking shit.
1: Yeah, it's it's without a doubt one of the like just. He, one of the he's one of the worst human beings, fucking, to, because this is the thing, man. You love your kids like no, nothing else. Like, Bruh. I love my wife so fucking much, man. She's she's quite literally like my favorite person that I've ever met. Mm-hmm. But my children, they're like on a whole different level, it's man. Not, like,
2: it's, it's not even close. I get a hug it's from like them. A- I
1: get a kiss from them. My yeah. Jackson drew me a picture today. And wrote, I love you, dad, on the back of it. And Ugh. just stuff like that, man. Like, yeah. those kinds of things, man. Like, you just love your kids like nothing else. So just to even imagine for a second to be willing to murder. So this is this is what's really fucked up, right? So he goes out that weekend, gets a babysitter for his kids, goes out on a date with his new girlfriend, gets back from his date, his realizes that his wife is going to be coming in around two or three o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning she gets there she instigates sex with him they have sex
2: they oh, have that was sex the fucked up part and then because when that, they... i meant to mention that earlier he had been avoiding sex with her i really like yeah. the way that the netflix document uh documentary played it out like you could see Shannon's side and actually you got to know her mm-hmm. you know, right through the text messages some... she was sending yeah. and stuff like that yeah you know like and I mean that's already suspicious shit. She was already suspected him of, of uh cheating. hmm. Yeah, right? because like, he was
1: so distant, yeah.
2: Yeah. And she you know, she's asking him, babe, what's wrong? What can I do? What's wrong? Like she's actively trying to be a good wife to mm-hmm. this man. And you know, he's denying her fucking sex, you know, because he's got some other fucking.
1: He's got woman a new, he's got he's a new with. lady, yeah. So Yeah. So he takes her out this that weekend. Gets a babysitter for the kids, comes back. <laughs> wife comes home, they have sex. They get into a fight in the morning because he tells her he doesn't think it's going to work out. Now he's in love with somebody else. He doesn't. I don't maybe they talked about that? I don't know. I think they did.
2: I think yeah, I think he I think was they did. saying like, I think he was admitting yeah, it, that he had been on a date because she and, said she was like we just had sex. Yeah, like what yeah. the fuck? Like
1: So they get into a fight and I guess he kills her and one of his daughters walks in the room to see her mo- mom's lifeless. This is this is where shit gets really fucked up, guys. Okay, so like I'm I'm letting y'all know I'm I'm not going to go full deep with like some of the details and all this stuff because it's even hard for me to like think about, but um you know, I don't know the line until I cross it to be honest with you with myself, so like we'll we'll see how but uh, in order to get the impact of the story, you got to know the details here and like so he his daughter walks out, sees her mother lifeless, says what's wrong with mommy? He says she's going to be okay. Let's go for a trip. Puts the mom's body in the trunk of the car, which is where the security cam footage comes in cuz he backed yeah. up the trailer put, or put her in the back of the truck. The truck. The girls get in the car in the back seat of the car in the bucket seats. And they ask, "Where's mommy?" And he says, "She's taking a nap in the back. It's gonna be okay." He buries his wife in front of his children. Yes. And his children go, "Daddy, why are you putting mommy there?" He puts the sheets over their head and strangles them and drops them in a vat of oil. Both of his children, both of his babies,
2: like two humans, them he like one at a time, like
1: yeah. <laughs> and he, he even described one of his daughters saying no daddy don't do that so like they were they were terrified for their like dude guys like this is just like a whole fucking the fact that anybody could do anything like this is already fucked up but to your own fucking kids man like i can't even imagine what it must be like to have like to have you know you've got your superhero your daddy And that, and that something even more fucked up is like that while he was, while the kids were away for six weeks, one of the daughters wrote a song for her dad saying, dad, you're my superhero. And like it, it, the person that you trust more in the world than anything else is just who is supposed to protect you is taking, is taking the life of the other people that you love. And then you watch your own life disappear like you see while, your,
2: you, while begging your own fucking dad to not to kill you
1: and then like drops them in a vat of oil of oil
2: it's like garbage, like,
1: just leaves them in there Ugh. and so here's the thing that motherfucker got arrested he's in jail he was found guilty He's serving a life sentence in prison. He deserves the fucking death penalty as far as I'm concerned. He should I'm, I'm have fucking had it, but I'm not a big fan of the death penalty in general, but
2: Nah, but that asshole can get it. Some
1: some people deserve it. That motherfucker deserves it, man. Fuck yeah, that guy. Nah, fuck that dude. Um yeah. I cannot in any in like there's no version of like that story that you can make that guy's situation seems sympathetic fuck him
2: no no fuck him dude, dude like he just he, uh, like this like i said earlier to you while we were talking about this like what is so fucking hard about act, just asking for a divorce or just breaking like, up like right, don't don't like, even be a man you, be, can you can even
1: split up yeah you can be a coward and just run away you don't have right, to murder right, your you can family just
2: leave yeah right? it just, i don't i don't get that you murder your fuck man like you you murder your wife and your kids just because you want a new life it
1: doesn't it just doesn't it just doesn't make sense and then he explains he tells the story of it as if like he's like well i don't what does he say he says some shit like i could have saved my daughters i don't know why i didn't like man no fuck you i don't
2: want your fucking crocodile tears you fucking bitch
1: like this is like, it, it? There's this there. There are evil people in this world. And that sh- that motherfucker is evil. To take the life of your yeah. own children is evil. So I tell you guys this because that's the lightest of the stories you're going to hear huh, tonight. The lightest. Uh, we talk about that because, as fucked up as that is, the story I'm about to tell you is way more fucked up, and the story Soups is about to tell you is way more fucked up. Ugh. So, no. um. I thought it was an, a good way to segue because most people are familiar with the Chris Watts situation to some degree. but I didn't even know about this second story until uh, a couple days ago when I started doing research about this. And as I did more and more research, it started to fuck me up more and more and more until like we are where we are now, where I cut together clips for this. Bro, I wow. got pictures for a slideshow. I'm, and I'm even just collecting. To see this. Even collecting all of this stuff was tough for me, man. Like having to recount. I went through. I have learned so much about this situation. So much more than I've learned about any kind of like true crime situation that I've ever like looked into or researched or watched about. And honestly, like this is just one of the worst this might be like one of the worst things that i've ever seen any human do like obviously you've got serial killers out there like um and stuff like that and those people are real fucking pieces of shit but at least no. them i can understand they're like animals they they, they just it's, have this, it's a compulsion th- this evil hunger to 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 murder yeah. and kill it's not build a relationship and establish that relationship over the course of 5 10 15 years and then just murder people you know yeah. and so like that that just takes a whole different level of sick to me. And so right. So we're going to talk about this. Um, it, I mean, you can call it, I guess, a few different things. Uh, but we're going to be talking about Susan Powell. So Susan Powell, as you guys can see in the picture, uh, Supes, you're going to be on a 20-second delay, so you'll see eventually. Um, <laughs>
2: At some point.
1: You can see in this picture this Susan Powell sitting with her two children, uh, Braden and Charlie. Charlie's the older one. Braden's the younger one. And this story is about her, her children, her husband, and uh, her kids, and her husband's family. <laughs> and it's man. No this this story i I, i've been going back and forth on how exactly i want to tell this story right like what order i want to tell things in because you could actually just draw a quick thorough line from the childhood of joshua uh a joshua powell and you can draw that all the way to the point that he died
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so um i mean you can trace his psychosis through this life experiences he had and whether or not like he deserved to have the experiences he had as a kid that doesn't make him not culpable for his act his actions as an adult. So absolutely, um, it's an, inc- this is, I'm, I'm letting y'all know, right? Like I'm, I'm going to try to like be as gen as generous as I can, as far as like not making it over the top and like terrible, terrible and sensationalized. But I am going to share with you guys a lot of stuff. And some of the footage, some of the stuff you're going to hear is pretty troubling. It's pretty sad or it's pretty gross. Now, I'm not going to yeah. show you anything that's graphic. You're not going to hear anything that's like a full-on assault or anything like that. But you're going to hear some people, some real evil people. And mm-hmm. um, one particularly. But it's a really fucked up story. I want to make sure that you guys know about this going in, that this is going to be really rough. This is going to be really, really dark. And uh, But the the best way that I can start out the story of, Susan and Joshua Powell is basically how they met. Now, the official way that they met and became a couple happened when Joshua was like 25 and she was 19 or 20 or something like that. I think they're six years mm-hmm. apart, so I think she, maybe she was 19. And they they're Mormons. Yeah, I
2: think she was pretty young. She was like fairly young.
1: young, but they yeah, but that's that's when they met to become a couple. That's not when they met. They actually met because Joshua had a very bad, a big social issue. So he was a, a very gifted, like intelligent kid. Like could do like really complex math at a very young age. But what made the situation particularly horrible, uh, 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 I guess you could say gross right from the jump is that he was pursuing her older sister when they were teenagers because they went to the same <clears throat> church. And so he was pursuing her and her sister was never interested. Well then years later, they meet each other at a like a singles meetup. And at the singles meetup with uh from the Church of Latter day Saints, they're Mormons, right? So like they they have this like church meetup where they, you know, it's like speed dating, I guess. I don't know. They they yeah introduce themselves to a bunch of other fucking Mormons and just you know whatever they get hitched. I don't know. <laughs>
2: um, mormon speed dating, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't it's, know. It's, it's just like four girls at a table with one guy.
1: <laughs> 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 so she and him, I guess you could say they hit it off. They got along pretty, pretty easy, pretty early on. And, her, um uh, just kiss. Thank you so much for liking the stream. We appreciate you coming by and hanging out with us tonight. Uh, she was a so they were both fairly devout in their religion joshua had had a you know had gone back and forth between different things in his life he was he wasn't really stable but he was like trying to get into or he was going to school or whatever when she met him when susan met him she felt like he was super successful he was somebody that had his head on straight somebody she could start a family with someone that she could really create the life that she looked forward to creating with so they got together and fairly quickly the situation escalated they moved in together they got married now i i say all this because susan's family the Coxes, were not fa- fond at all of joshua from the very very beginning they didn't see him <laughs> as responsible he was terrible with money he was constantly moving in and out like he lived with in an apartment but then he was like Shortly after they got together he lost his job and she didn't have a job and they had to move in with his dad and it got really fucked up really quickly after they got married and so her, her parents were not uh, her parents were not Did, did you read yeah, that I did comment? I'm trying not, I'm trying to ignore that I read the comment in the chat <laughs> the, I laughed at the exact same time Dante said Mormon speed dating is the name of my is, is the name of my new porn movie <laughs> Oh my God. Thanks great. for that, Dante. We appreciate ah. your input as always. Uh, <laughs> so, um, her parents did not like Joshua at all, but she didn't care. She got they got married, and I'm kind of going the wrong direction here. There we go. That's where I wanted to go. That's a picture of them early on in their relationship. And
2: you can see, kind of like, oh you, oh you are you running the,
1: the slideshow, yeah, um, yeah. You can see in this picture, like right away, there's like a coldness to uh, the way that he yeah. like stares through the camera man. Like he he's got this like real dark stare about his circumstances right now. And you know she looks, you know. Moderately happy. Yeah. I don't know. She looks fine, but she she just looks like she's chilling. But this but dude, he, straight him, up, yo, he he looks cold blood, cold blooded right away. Now, something you should know about him is, as a kid, his little sister he had he killed his little sister's hamster and forced his little sister to play with the blood of that hamster. So, this guy was already showing signs of being like real fucking psychopathic. Right.
2: Okay, wait. He made he killed her hamster. Yeah,
1: when he when they were and kids, then
2: made her play with the blood. Yeah, I've I've never yeah. in my life, and I yeah. mean we've obviously heard of some really fucked up serial. I've never ever heard that in my life. Like that's that's already pretty fucked. Yeah, like he started he's starting off on the wrong foot. <laughs> this.
1: Yeah, it's 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 really it's yeah he he, he's not looking like a he's not looking like an all star, uh, right there. Not not a big. Airbear
2: says, uh, Airbear says he was cute but cray cray looking.
1: Yeah, he (laughs) he he looks like something's wrong with him deep.
2: Yeah, look as Fernando also pointed out, look, he's fucking that little smirk. I'll murder you. Like thing yeah he has on his face is just jesus man
1: he 100 looks like a fucking psycho
2: he, he definitely looks like he he looks like he is capable of murder
1: well so at this point all he's at least that i know of anyways he's murdered an animal uh and made a sister okay. play in the blood right so that's that's the extent of his evil that he's had at this point but
2: how, how old was he then
1: I don't know. They were pretty young, nah, so he, still it, pretty young. Yeah, so okay. he he was probably I'm, I'm I'm gonna take a shot in the dark. He's probably just below the age of ten, so maybe eight, nine, somewhere in that range, and she okay. was like three or four, so she was really, really young. Um, so I'm gonna put a pause on just, just so you guys can look at this picture of him. I'm gonna put a pause on the story for a second because I'm actually gonna go, um. I'm gonna go back to his childhood. Now, this is just a picture of him a little bit later. This is sooner, uh, more recent. A more recent picture of him. Um, we're gonna go back in time. We're gonna talk about a little bit of his childhood. So Joshua grew up in a devoutly uh, in, in a in a devout Mormon home and his mother was very dedicated to her religion, and the father started out dedicated to the religion, Stephen Powell, but he ended up distancing himself from the religion, deciding that he felt like the religion itself was a hoax and that all religion was yeah. bad and all the rest of it, so he raised his kids to argue with the idea of religion, which, look, I, I'm i not a particularly religious guy myself, so I don't think that paints him on its own as evil, but there's a lot of other fucked up shit that happened with Stephen, and I guess to... Before I get into the real dark stuff that Stephen is guilty of, because there's a lot of really dark stuff that Stephen is guilty of, mm-hmm. the the quick and the quick, the I guess the simplest thing I can say to start off is that um, he had a very inappropriate relationship with his kids as far as what how he talked about sex. Now, some parents are op- open with talking about sex in general, like that sex is a thing. I had sex when I was so and so years old. You should be safe, this is blah, blah blah. whatever. I don't see anything wrong with like being open with your kids and honest with your kids about shit. but this guy was showing porn to his children Bruh, that's, so that's... so that already is fucked up, but he had had fant- he had he had raised both all of his kids with this mentality that sex was this thing that you just felt we were that we were no better than animals and if we felt an urge then we had the right to act on those urges that's basically the mentality that he had now um as far as i know he never directly assaulted anybody but he did a lot of other shit that's really fucked up too so he had an obsession with uh, a member of the church uh, another woman told his wife about it like it was casual like it was totally normal Mm -hmm. that i had this obsession with this other lady and um, told his wife, if her if something ever happened to her husband and he was to die, I would happily take her as another wife. And wow. the wife immediately felt uncomfortable. His wife Terry immediately yeah. felt uncomfortable because she felt like you you can hear people say stuff like that and like sometimes you just pass it off like they say weird, weird shit sometimes, but she yeah. said it stood out to her because that actually felt like something he might do like he might mm. go out of his way to make that fantasy become reality
2: right to, to go out and kill her fucking she, husband she so did not have
1: right she did not think he was above that wow so um she's the eventually the situation gets really bad between the parents they get divorced steven and terry are fighting back and forth with the kids and the kids are spending time with most of the kids are living with their dad Uh, the girls are living with their mom the boys are living with their dad there's four boys and two girls i think um yeah
2: (laughs) all right all right aaron man uh... well
1: have a good night man we hope you get get to come back and listen to this uh the rest of these stories uh at a later time but you have a good night man
2: Catch you later, Air Bear. Air Bear almost dropped his phone on, on his, his face. face. Yeah. <laughs> he gave us a good night. So, All right, man. man. Don't, don't put an eye out, man. You'll, <laughs> you'll put your eye out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, makes you want to f- uh, bitch slap his face and then kick the shit out of him. Yeah. Not a great guy, this yeah. guy. So anyways, no. they, the, the sons grow up in this, like, I guess you could say not physically, but Emotionally and psychologically abusive home, where they're told mm-hmm. to constantly argue about religion and politics, and you know everything. Uh, basically, to, right. to to basically fight all the time to to oh, be.
2: Com- he's raising them to be animals. Right? Yeah, like, well, he's he's. You can fuck whenever you want to, whenever you get the urge, just just go fuck like.
1: Yeah, something like that. And and, know, the, and the thing about Joshua was that he had tried time and time again, with numerous women, he was always confident. He was always willing to go and talk to any woman that he wanted to. If you find them mm-hmm. attractive, he, he, whatever, whether or not he deserved the confidence, he would just embrace that confidence and talk to whoever, whenever. And it was never a problem for him to meet women. But what was a problem was for him to convince women to date him. And he had a very big issue with drawing the line at whether or not somebody wanted to date him or somebody didn't, and he didn't care. Like, if you didn't want to date him, he was still going to show up at your house over and over. He was still going to bring you flowers over and over. He was still going to call you over and over. Thank you so much, Lacey, for sharing the stream. We love you. We appreciate that. Um,
2: oh, is that. Is that my boo?
1: That sure is, buddy. Um, yeah,
2: she's still up. Thanks, babe. <laughs> love you.
1: So let's go back to the present so they get yeah. married they get into some financial problems susan and joshua and so they lose their they lose the apartment and all they have is a motorcycle so they move in with his dad so his dad lives and i believe if i'm remembering right he lives in washington so they move in with his dad
2: uh, i think you're right
1: they move in with his dad and or no i think he lived in utah maybe and then they,
2: yeah i was putting, i think it's salt lake city
1: yeah maybe he lived in utah and they went to washington after they lived with him maybe that's what it is in either yeah. case the the direct locations don't specifically matter i guess it doesn't really matter that much where they what state they were in it just matters that they moved in with his dad now at this point josh was in his late 20s he's married to susan she's in her early 20s i believe They've already had some pretty big strifes in their marriage. He's already shown signs of being very controlling, very distant, very bad with money, can't hold a job. She's doing all the supporting of both of them, and she can't do it on her own. So eventually, when they move in with his dad, they now have this plan that they're gonna, they're both gonna get jobs, they're gonna save up money, and they're gonna get their own house. Joshua, yeah, never pulls pulls his end of the like keeps up his end of the bargain. <sighs> But here's where shit's going to get pretty fucked up pretty quick. This man, this monster, oh. this, is, this is Stephen Powell. The
2: dad, right?
1: Yeah. This is Stephen Powell. And I'm about to show you a video with Stephen Powell. So Stephen Powell developed an unhealthy, disgusting attraction to his daughter-in-law. To an extent that he was recording her without her knowledge he was rummaging through her diaries and journals without her knowledge. He was writing journal entries of his own that said some. I'm not going to read any of the journal entries. You guys aren't going to have to worry about that. But he wrote some pretty gross stuff. You know, like I've I've never loved anyone like I love Susan. I hope she ah. loves me too. Uh, if I I. I all i do is think about her and like it was
2: that, i mean that's so creepy this this is it, can you imagine your dad like sitting there fantasizing like over your girl like you might be fucked up you yourself as a son might be fucked up mm-hmm. but it's super fucked up for your dad to be like horn dogging over your girl bro it, i mean this so this guy was a disgusting piece of trash
1: so now that you know that he was obsessed Soups. I'm gonna have you, uh, open up your, uh, your folder. Is
2: this which one are we? Are we is this number one?
1: We're starting with Father-in-Law Gross One.
2: <laughs> the name of these
1: videos. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I okay. couldn't think of anything else to name them. No, that's um, it's
2: it's a fucking flawless name, sir.
1: All right, so I am going to turn this video on for you guys. All
2: right, let me know when it's time to run this.
1: All right. Now, this video that you're about to see, this is uh, video footage from... um, I think this video footage comes from an old documentary that was shown on the O network or whatever. Um, Or or the Oxygen Network.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, because that's where I first heard about this, because I watched whatever don't laugh at me. but i watch oxygen quite a bit mm-hmm. i like snapped mm-hmm. which is huh, funny enough it's uh wives killing their husbands <laughs> or, you know yeah
1: or stuff like this
2: lesbians killing their wife it's always the wife doing you know like it's always the wife that kills the partner it's oh, never so... about anything else so it's just strictly about wives doing this shit
1: Lacey says i'm obsessed with this story i listened to the podcast about this creep okay so she Lacey, already yeah. knows this story in and out yes um all right so let's go ahead and watch this disgusting horrible okay evil human being um i hope right. the audio is all balanced so here we go
2: so, so. uh
3: what is probably the most erotic experience I've had in
1: oh my shit hold on month. hold on start over I-, I didn't count it in for you hold on we'll start we'll start it over you joke. sorry
3: <laughs>
1: three two one play
3: I just had what is probably the most erotic experience I've had in my entire life
1: oh hold on nope nope it's not working for some reason my shit's not showing.
2: Okay, I've stopped, but I am sufficiently creeped out by the little amount of this video I've seen.
1: Oh God! So you can you guys? You guys should at least be able to hear it. I don't know why the video is not showing.
2: Is the sound playing?
1: I think it was playing, but the video is not playing. I tested this out before we went live. Yeah.
2: So while we got uh, while we're down here, we got yeah. Go ahead, look the chat with uh, what the fuck uh, makes you want to bit slap his face and then kick the shit out of him. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, when the rotten apple didn't fall far from the rotten tree, nailed it, Dante. Uh, and Fernando came back with, "Well, considering the son, I doubt he even had the balls to confront his father about it, even if he did care." That is so. I kind of agree with that. Yeah, he, even if he did care, is the way that his daddy raised him and fucked him up. He probably didn't have the fucking balls to come back and, hey, dad. Yeah. A creep, you're a creep. Can you be less creepy than me, please? Yeah.
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> like. So I can't get the videos to play for some reason. The the videos aren't coming across. The only other thing that I can think of is, uh, why don't I just do this? Yeah, this is better.
2: Okay. Well, can we play the audio or...
1: Yeah, we, we got it all. Um, I got the video and everything ready to go. All right.
2: Oh, okay. We're right, going to so count I this know, in what?
1: again. Sorry, guys. All right. Count it in. Three, two, one, play. I just had
3: what is probably the most erotic experience I've had in my entire life. I just I hate to say it. I mean, of course... So I haven't had that many experiences, but Susan has been feeling ill, she had a cold, and I offered to rub her feet, to rub her toes, to give her some stimulation. That went on, I probably rubbed her feet, her toes, Her are beautiful feet, she has such pretty feet. Of course <clears throat> everything about her is pretty, beautiful. And I know she felt it. I mean I know she, she couldn't have missed it. She's not naive either, I know from what I've read in her journals.
1: What I've read in her journals, he says. Okay. Jesus. So yeah. Um this guy just I mean, right off the bat, man, like this guy is a full-on fucking sicko dude like
2: just a psycho bro. like he looks the part like he fucking looks kind of
1: well he, he absolutely look, looks like a creep
2: yeah it, but he looks a little more intimidating than his son like oh you can t- well this- sure
1: yeah i could see that um i could see I, I could agree with that um that's susan i'm gonna we're gonna sh- show another video right away because uh both of these videos basically give you an idea of his obsession and i'm gonna
2: guess this is father-in-law gross too
1: that's correct all right so (laughs) so we're gonna flip over um to this other scene here and then on the count of three one two three play
3: that's susan That's hush standing with her but i really
1: want her it'd be great to go to colorado so we yeah i want her uh, right like so okay this guy is following them around from place to place trying to get footage that he can then this is this is really sick that he can fucking jerk it to later
2: he wants to whack it to random so, fucking videos
1: yeah this guy is a sick a sicko on a whole fucking different level man like on a level that i can't even come like i my brain can't even i can't even wrap my head around what it takes to be this fucking demented to follow people around and record them this way it's right. so fucking gross
2: It's just, I mean, in that video, like, you can't even really fucking see them.
1: Yeah, and he makes it,
2: it's a little bit. just recording because he knows it's them.
1: Yeah, there's a little bit more of that video where he's talking about, like, I wish she would look up. She looks really pretty today. And, you know, he's got this whole mentality about, like, how his son is, you know, he's not doing his job as a husband. And, you know, he doesn't really care about his wife. and. You know, and he's like taking all these things, these interactions that he's had with her and like blowing them out of proportion. And so like his obsession just keeps growing and growing and growing. So there there's this situation where they have to drop him off somewhere and Stephen offers to take Susan home. Now, this is maybe a a year or two later. This is a little Mm -hmm. while after all of that stuff happened. What, did and, we
2: get to his like how deep his obsession went, like he did some pretty fucking nasty we're, shit. We're
1: gonna talk about that stuff because I'm gonna talk okay. about I'm gonna talk about how gross it really is toward the end when um when we talk about like all the things that he got in trouble for. So okay um so okay we're gonna show now this is father father in law gross number three um okay and this one's on, a me, bit longer. Yeah so this one is three. they went on a road trip or it's not really a road trip he was taking her home it was an hour-long drive and so it's steven and susan in a car together steven's driving susan's in the passenger seat in a moving vehicle <sighs> this guy's a fucking sicko all right um on the count of three one two three play
3: it'd be great to go
1: Okay, so this guy, clearly, fucking gross, fucking sick, and he's now made an an outward advance now, so now he's not even just being a voyeur and a creep on his own. Right,
2: he's actively- Now he's actively pursuing. on this woman, pursuing, yes.
1: So, we know about the abuse that he's put his kids through already, and now his son- gets married and he's doing this with his son's wife where he's hitting on her. He's making advances toward her and he's stalking her. All these terrible, disgusting fucking things. So then they decide we can't, we can't handle this anymore. So they fucking leave, which I can't fucking blame them. I'd want to leave too. fuck this guy. This guy's a fucking nightmare. He's disgusting as shit. So they move and that's when they move to Washington. Now, at this point, Joshua and Susan have been together. I think like four ish years, something like that. They're still the the same problems are, still exist. Josh was terrible with money. He can't keep a job. He doesn't want to do anything. He stays at home all the time. Susan's working multiple jobs, paying the bills, paying a mortgage, keeping everything sustained. She's doing all of this happily, feeling like she's not. She's still not doing enough for her husband. She's right. saying things like, she's writing stuff in her own journal, like um i need to be better for joshua it's my duty to take care of my family and be there for my family and all the rest of the stuff meanwhile her husband's doing nothing all day Um, no
2: job no not
1: yeah well anytime he gets a job he loses it quickly after so he never keeps a job a job long enough to actually support his family uh, or to support the two of them so then i guess she gets it in her head that the best thing that they can do is get pregnant and my understanding is is that Joshua didn't want to have kids. He didn't even want to get married until he met Susan. But then he met Susan. He wanted to get married. they have been married for a while. Then Susan got pregnant. Now, when she got pregnant, it caused... I think it was the first real fight, as I understand it, in their relationship. Uh, he, he That's when shit started to get really, really bad. Because now it wasn't just financial infidelity and financial struggles. Now it was... You know, legit, they were they were at ends with what they saw in their own relationship and what they saw coming out of their own relationship. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: this is when the turmoil starts to set in, but this is also when they start developing relationships with their neighbors and they start getting to know the people around them. And, um, you know, Susan is very active in the church and she's actively building relationships with people in the local community. Meanwhile... Josh was, but hit away in the corner. Now Joshua has siblings, it's important to know that because he does keep in touch with them. He does yeah. he does talk about his older sister, his older sister Jennifer, he talks about his younger sister Elena. So they, they the you know, he's still fairly close with the siblings and stuff like that, but as far as the situation goes with his wife, the two of them are in a really bad spot. So then they have kids and I guess, you know, Susan assumed that having children was going to bring them closer together. So it didn't right like no. Josh Josh wasn't <laughs>
2: that shit does
1: not work. So yo what's going on heartbreak it's good to see you. Heartbreak what up? So Susan And Josh were having terrible relationship issues. Josh was very controlling in every way. He's controlling in like who she talks to, how she spends money. This is how fucked up he is, right? Like he'll spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on, on tools and computer equipment and toys and remote control cars and other stupid shit that he doesn't need. But what he won't spend money on is food for his kids. When his kids get home from daycare, he refuses to let them eat dinner because The meal they had at lunch should be enough all it's gonna do this is a quote all it's gonna do is end up as poop that's what he said what yeah this guy was controlling on a level that you would not even fucking believe man like and he was controlling he would get he would start fights with susan if because he would give her an allotted budget for exactly how much she could spend Of the money that she earned, mind you, right? Whenever she went to the grocery store and how much each item should be listed. He was lazy as shit. Couldn't keep a job for shit. But he could put together an itemized perfect list of how much an item should cost before and after tax. So if she went to the store and her receipt was more than a couple cents away from what he had predicted or what he had expected it to be, then it would be a big fucking fight. It would be a big blowout. So he's pinching pennies for food. But he's blowing well, money like crazy. He's, yeah. Go get a fucking job, asshole. Right. So he's I, he's being uh, Amber. And I talk about this all the time because we have we, we know people that have uh, that similar have, tendencies. Yes. That are not that what you would say are financially um, not faithful. They're not worried about their family. They're not trying to take care of their family. They're just they blow money. They go through money like crazy. They don't care what that does right. to their family in the in the long run. So
2: it's totally irresponsible.
1: So Josh was a piece of shit. He spends money like crazy. He's controlling. Susan starts to get worried. So around 2007 and 2008, she gets a job at Wells Fargo and she's doing pretty well. She's earning pretty good money for her family, but she's, she's starting to get anxious. So as much as she's trying to be a good wife, Mm -hmm. she's writing, she writes at work on notebook paper A new will and testament, something that she hopes that Josh will never see explicitly because she's aware that if Josh sees it, he has power of attorney because they're married. So she's trying to put this will and testament together that if she dies, at least it'll be in her work desk. So eventually it'll be found because she's convinced that Josh might flip a switch one day. Now, this is back in 2007. She didn't go disappear, she didn't disappear until 2009. So this well, is right, back
2: in- but she obviously had some inkling or some sort of feeling that he was capable of mm-hmm. doing something like that to be writing a new will and testament on notebook paper mm-hmm. at your fucking work desk like that's that's some serious shit so it was really really fucked
1: up um for her because she I guess the thing said I trust everybody, everybody in my family, anybody can read this. And, and you know, I'll, I leave everything to my kids and my family, everyone except for Joshua. So.
2: Dante <laughs> says, well, then he should eat fucking shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree. I, yeah. I 100 percent agree. So before uh, this is in 2008, I believe this is the this is another video.
2: Oh, we got another one.
1: We got another one. Is this Susan? This one's just Susan. So, on the count of three. One, two, three.
3: Uh, this is me. July 29, 2008. It is 12.33. Mountain time. Um, covering all my bases. Making sure that if something happens to me or my family or all of us that... Our assets are documented.
2: Huh.
1: Yeah. So she goes through in that video and shows all the shit that he's spent money on, all the debt that he's put his family in, all the shit that he bought with that, all the stuff that that debt, like they filed for bankruptcy at this point. Like it's really, really fucked up, right? So, in 2009, in December, Joshua tells a friend, a family friend, that he's taking the family camping. Now, the family friend saw Susan that night. And she saw Joshua being unusually attentive. Oh. So he makes her dinner, which he's never done. He cleans the kitchen, which he's never done. He puts a blanket around his wife's shoulders, which he's never done. Shows her affection. She complains about being tired, and then Joshua says, "We're gonna we're gonna be leaving here pretty soon, so you need to leave." So the friend leaves, and that's the hey, last. Wasn't,
2: wasn't this in like a blizzard or something? So
1: the, she he's decided he's gonna go take his family camping. They live in Washington. It's December. It's cold <laughs> as fuck. They don't we're have go camping. They don't
2: here in December.
1: There's no tents. There's no equipment. There's no anything. He's taking his family camping is what he says. This is where shit starts to get real fucking wacky because there isn't a lot of like real substantial evidence in the case going forward, at least as far as it pertains to her. So there's different eyewitnesses, eyewitness accounts of what may or may not have transpired in places that they may. There's a flying J cashier that was certain that the whole family had popped through. And he had mentioned going camping and she thought it was really strange that they were going camping when they're, you know, it's as cold as it is. They're in a minivan. They're not even an SUV. It just doesn't like nothing adds up. So she automatically felt like it was weird. She said that he looked normal. The kids looked normal, but the wife looked like she had been crying. They get in the car. They drive off. Susan is never heard from again. After this. This is the last time that anybody that we know of saw Susan.
2: That was it. Uh, on, on the midnight camping trip with no tent, mm-hmm. no food, no was, anything. I think it was like
1: 2 o'clock in the morning or something. It was really late, in, yeah.
2: In a, in a blizzard.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So this guy takes his kids and his wife. The wife doesn't come back when the cops get involved. He's real squirrely right away. He goes in, does a couple interviews. The cops think he's like really defensive, even though they've never, they haven't blamed him for anything yet. They've just, mm-hmm. he's just acting really defensive. It's very strange, but they don't have anything that they can actually hold, uh, hold on him. So the same day that they let him go or the, and the same day, even though he's giving them suspicious signals, they let him go home for a day before they schedule another, you know, what deposition or whatever you want to call it for the right, next day. an interview. So the next day, his neighbors see him out. Again, this is the guy that can't get a job, doesn't get off his ass. He's lazy as fuck. Everybody knows it. The neighbors yeah. look out and see he's got all of the doors of the van opened up, and he's, like, scrubbing the van down, something he's never the van. done. Oh, the cops come the next day, start searching the house, can't find anything. It is immaculate. Every person huh. that knows them says the house is never this clean.
2: Never clean, huh?
1: But the cops can't get anything that they can hold on him directly. He's very quiet. He doesn't actually he he loves true crime stuff, right? So like he he's he oh. knows he knows to keep his mouth shut. He knows that they're gonna keep him talking. So he's he's trying to be smart about it. And there's a lot of, like, driving back and forth, and he's got the kids, and the kids are here, and then they're there, and it's, like, it's all over the fucking place, right? Well, this all takes place in 2009, and eventually, um, I'd have to, like, look for the exact circumstances that caused this to happen. But once Susan disappeared, the case became very – let's just say the – the local community was very caught up in the case. There were some people that thought that right. Susan had run away with a new man, which was something that Stephen had had mm-hmm. uh, Stephen Powell had you know gone along with said had happened. The
2: with a man who disappeared almost the same night, or, uh, or a, on a the week, same night. That no, she no, vaders. it
1: was a week later. It was a week later. Okay, okay. So, um there i what i have here is a full timeline of the investigation process but okay uh so i'll read some of the some of the bits here um it says december 7th 2009 at 12 a.m. josh powell says that he left his home with charlie four, charlie who's 4 braden who's 2 to go camping at Simpson Springs campground in a remote area of Utah's West desert. Now he hasn't told anybody that Susan's gone with them. He told everybody else that Susan was at work. This is like his official story uh, okay. during this time. He claimed that Susan was uh, at home asleep after cleaning a red stain from the carpet. The campground is about a two hour drive from West Valley city. The temperatures were below freezing that night. Nine, between 9 and 10 a.m., the daycare provider for Charlie and Braden contacts Josh Powell's mother, uh, Terry, and her, his sister, Jennifer Graves, concerned that she could not reach the parent either parent after they failed to drop off their sons. Terry and Jennifer hmm. call the police, who break into the Powell home, worried that the family may be victims of carbon monoxide poisoning. Police find two box fans blowing on a wet spot on the carpet. Susan does not show up to work. And she is reported missing. Josh Powell... At 5 p.m. that day, Josh Powell returns home with with Charlie and Braden, and is greeted by the police, who find he had Susan's cell phone in his van with the SIM card removed. Police also found a generator, blankets, a gas canister, tarps, and a shovel. Josh was unable to explain why he had Susan's phone or why the SIM card was taken out. Josh was immediately taken to the West Valley City Police Department to be questioned. Note, Powell was never arrested in the case, despite despite the long-held belief by many that he murdered Susan and covered it up, possibly with the help of his father and brother, which we'll talk about later. During his interview with the police, Powell asked why he was, not ans- uh, was, a- uh, was asked why he was not answering his cell phone. Powell told the police he didn't have a charger with him and he was trying to conserve the battery. However, a detective noticed that Powell's bat- phone was plugged into the charger in the center console of his vehicle. <laughs> police interview young Charlie Powell, who said the camping trip took place, but tells the police that Susan had come with them but did not return. A few weeks later, Charlie's school teacher says that he claimed his mother is dead. Chuck and Judy Cox, which are uh, Susan's parents, would later say that the uh, that while the day while at daycare, Braden drew a picture of a van with three people inside and told the daycare workers that Mommy was in the trunk. Hmm. December 8th at 11 a.m., Josh calls Susan's father, Chuck Cox, to tell him that Susan is missing and that the police are going to question him again. At 1244 the same day, Josh is interviewed by the West Valley City Police, Detective Ellis Maxwell, not really important. Obtained footage of that. There's obtained footage of that interview. You can watch the two clips embedded. We're not going to do that. Um, okay, so at roughly the 5-minute, 55-second mark in the video above, Maxwell wonders why Powell wants an attorney maxwell says so you're telling me that you don't want me to that you don't want me to come want, sorry that you don't want to come in here and talk to me and answer my questions so we can try and figure out where she potentially could be could be and powell responds they told me that i should have an eternity uh, an attorney because they because they don't know what's going on they said i'm pretty much in over my head maxwell mm-hmm. says okay you're in over your head because your wife is missing Powell said, because you guys are already trying to trap me on little things like cuts on my hands.
2: Well, that's kind of not a little thing.
1: Wednesday, December 9th, 2009, police execute a search warrant on the Powell House removing boxes, bags, and a computer. Police find Susan's blood, life insurance policies for $1.5 million, and a letter for Susan, fearing, from Susan fearing for her life. Police also find blood from, the, from an unknown male contributor.
2: Hmm. What the fuck?
1: Pol- uh, on December 10th, police searched the remote Simpson's Springs campground for signs of a campsite Josh Powell had claimed he used. Police did not find any evidence of camping in the west desert location Joshua described. P- person of interest Josh talks to the reporter in this clip, blah blah blah. I don't really want to hear this piece of shit talk. Um right. So How-
2: i don't understand how they did they that's more they arrest people with less much than less. that on the fucking first 48
1: yeah so here's the thing right like without without reading like too much into this like article that's got the timeline breakdown which is from their local their i think from their local news channel uh, kutv.com. hmm um The point is, uh, sorry, this happened in two thousand and ten. I thought it was in two thousand. Oh no, it was two thousand and nine. Two thousand. This is February two thousand and ten. So this is like the next February. So, anyways, um, the Cox family created a foundation because their, you know, their daughter's missing now, and it says this. uh, Basically, they created this website, the Susan Cox website. The Susan Cox Powell Foundation was established in two thousand and ten by Susan's parents to help, with the help of friends, and after an an overwhelming response. From people around the world their emails letters and facebook messages of support and sharing of other parents with missing children questions of parents concerned with their children further about their children and potentially similar situations but without the support we felt moved us to create this foundation so they create this website and the reason that that's important is that later on this website this website gets used by the entire powell family all of the family to then say make up lies about Susan and say that she was a sexual deviant that she was mm. that she was always hitting on everybody around her and that she was driving her family insane and she was abusive to the kids and like
2: just good, good old character assassination
1: a bunch of shit to try to to try to make it look like you know whatever the obvious right that that well, even if Joshua did something there was maybe a legitimate reason behind it or something like. So all these theories pop up, the Powell family's in and out of the news for the next couple years. It's this big fucking deal. And this is where this is where shit starts. This is okay. Shit's been pretty fucked up to now, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's already been fucked up.
1: It's about to but this is about, about to, to get g- even more this, fucked up. This this is about to get to a point where this is hard for me to even talk about right so and this didn't happen to me so joshua's children charlie and braden end up going giving testimonies that say the things that i just mentioned from that article uh that they said that mommy was in the trunk that um that she came with them but she didn't she didn't leave with them after they left the campsite just a bunch of different stuff there's some like weird four-year-old five-year-old phrasings of things that are hard to like make Mm -hmm. sense of but the point is is like clearly the kids kind of knew something was like going Some, on something's off um, Something's wrong. At, at least the older one did charlie he he knew something was going on so joshua at this point obviously must be thinking my kids are going to rat me out my kids are going to rat me out so the kid is that i don't remember exactly what the instigating process was but joshua was deemed not f- josh was deemed not fit to raise his kids so they were put into foster care okay and and basically they ultimately ended up with the grandparents so i'm gonna go ahead and show you guys a picture of them with their grandparents because uh they're both happy in these pictures
2: oh with her mom's people
1: yeah with susan uh susan's parents so you can see the two boys and they look clearly very happy and uh this is probably uh the happiest time those kids had so these parents uh, or their grandparents were very uh, you know as we understand it very sweet to them took good care of them but joshua was actively always trying to find a way to get custody so we spent like a year or two fighting for custody of his kids so a lot of stuff came came with that right so first of all in that time frame, Stephen Powell had become invest- or had gotten investigated. And uh, I forgot what had stemmed, what created the situation that they decided to investigate, Stephen. But they raided his house. And they found a bunch of fucking incriminating stuff. A bunch of stuff. Footage from eight and ten-year-old girls that lived across the street from them from years ago. Where he was filming them in the bathroom.
2: Like... Yes. Like using the restroom.
1: They, I don't know, man. I, I, oh, they were in the bathroom. Fuck, man. He was taking pictures of them. He had Jesus. on his computer, literally sixteen hundred videos of these two girls.
2: Sixteen hundred videos. I think
1: it's a combination of videos and pictures. But yes. Ugh. So, this guy. This is this is from years ago, right? This is like before Susan came into the picture. This is back when mm-hmm. Josh is a, a kid that you know some of this footage was gathered. But he's got, you know, in his collection of stuff, he's got videos and footage of Susan. He's got a collection of Susan's disbanded tampons, stolen underwear, other articles of clothing all neatly bagged with dates and times.
2: Yo, he dated used tampons? Yeah, bro. What the fuck?
1: So then, Jennifer Powell, which might be the only Powell, the only one of the whole family that's a normal human, is interviewed. Her name's Graves. Um, Jennifer Graves. I, I put Jennifer Powell's yeah. just because that she's... Oh, the, that's
2: the family name.
1: But she's Jennifer Graves. I think she's still alive now. So, uh, she seems to be like a perfectly put-together normal person who didn't buy into her dad's bullshit, was tired of the abuse. This is some of the other fucked-up stuff that I didn't disclose earlier that would have made more sense maybe a little bit earlier. But just to give you an idea of all the stuff that came out around this time about Stephen um, Powell, Jennifer gave a t- testimony about her dad. In her testimony... She said that her dad had always been very weird with her. And they had done a they had gone on a road trip just the two of them and stayed in a hotel and he had been very creepy and very uncomfortably touchy the entire time. This is her father, she's a young girl. And he showed her porn while they were there.
2: His daughter, yo, showed his daughter porn,
1: showed his daughter porn. Now here's what's worse. <sighs> in his journals I'm not going to read these journals it makes me sick to think about in his journals he wrote how he had an unnatural attraction to his daughter he descriptions of watching of her waking up in the morning walking around in a t-shirt and underwear and him being aroused yeah dude i'm telling uh, you guys man this shit's really fucked up y'all uh, this shit's really really fucked up
2: i mean let me read the chat real quick. Yeah. <laughs> man, I need a palate cleanse. Bro. I'm uh, telling y'all,
1: man, like I would I, I was trying to warn y'all, man. This shit gets this is Jesus. a whole nother level of fucked up, man.
2: Fernando says he would trust an open mouth xenomorph more than that guy. I think
1: which... he was talking about Joshua. That that one was a little yeah, bit earlier. Either
2: one of those fucking sick fuck.
1: Yeah, agreed.
2: Dante says, Yeah. <clears throat> I would say hell no, asshole, and take the kids. This is referring to the weird camping trip, but she probably didn't have much wiggle room. I doubt she probably even had access to keys with as controlling as he was. Like yes, no, that's true. Probably would have been really no. Hard she for her he. To he do she could out.
1: only drive. She could only drive if he let her.
2: Yeah, and Dante says, huh, "You guys trying to frame me over human blood in my van and the cuts in my hands that are similar to struggling? Fucking idiot." Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh and yes, we answered the are the kids being uh taken care of by the parents, the grandparents. Mm-hmm. And heartbreak obviously is utterly disgusting. Mm-hmm. There's a new level of sicko. Melboja has left the stream after listening to this stuff. He couldn't take it. Yeah. Says Fernando. And uh yeah, even the fucking violator left too, says Dante.
1: Yeah, this I, is this is rough, a level of evil that I that I struggle to grasp and come to terms with.
2: This is tough,
1: but it's not over yet.
2: <laughs> no. I
1: god, not. guys, I wish it was yeah. over, man. I wish this was the end of it, but it gets worse.
2: Nah, yeah, this one's fucked, man.
1: So as after J- J- uh, Stephen Powell's journals are discovered and there are depictions and descriptions of his children and his uh, his proclivities and his these images and stuff that were found on his computer, he was arrested, and it was pretty. Yeah, he he got in a lot of trouble.
2: Well, yeah, as he should have.
1: Obviously, <laughs> obviously, yes.
2: Well, he didn't get in enough fucking trouble. He didn't. That's yeah, the problem.
1: yeah. Well, he he did too little time for what he did, but. Mm-hmm. So then. As I said before, Joshua is during all of this. Josh is fighting for the custody of his children. In 2010, or sorry, in 2011, 2012, the hard drives that the that the police had recovered back in 2009, after the disappearance of Susan, they're finally starting to get into them all. Finally, starting to unlock all the hard drives and all the thumb drives and get into all the information that's in there. When they get in there, they find a lot of really bad shit. But among the really bad shit, they find child porn. This is in Josh's computer, not Steven's.
2: Oh. And oh, shit.
1: and drawings, who did them, who knows? Of incest and relation and and, and molestations. Lots of them. In Josh's computer and all of his stuff. So you know how he was like spending all of his time on his computer? and yeah. And um, not being there for his family and all the rest of that. Yeah. That's that what computer, the fuck he was doing. That computer.
2: Child porn and incest There was drama.
1: incest and ch- yeah child molestation and all the rest of it. So.
0: Mm.
1: Josh Eesh. gets time with his kids for a period of time before they get taken away from him and put in the custody of his grandparents. And during the time that that happens, it comes to light that while they were living with their dad, their dad and their their dad had told them that it was okay and normal for them to sleep naked with him while he was in naked in his own bed with his little boys. At this point, his boys are three and four or three and five, four and six
2: there's just no parts of that that are no man nothing about it is okay nothing Nothing nothing. about
1: it is okay so jesus as he's fighting for custody and all this information is found out and they find all this stuff in the hard drives they hear about this these testimonies from the kids the local government says okay we're going to take or the you know the courts decide you don't you're not mentally you're not fit to raise your children but
2: cps or whoever whoever
1: it was that was intervening but you're not fit to raise your children but we will give you supervised visits now he was supposed to get supervised visits inside of a visitor center but the visitor center he made everybody at the visitor center uncomfortable he was very argumentative with people he he was very weird with the kids everybody felt like something was off about him So eventually, after a few months of that, they decide, we're going to let him have visitations at his home that are also still supervised.
2: Supervised.
1: But before they're able to do that, they're going to have a family psychologist analyze Joshua, which did and was troubled by him. Felt like he had very unusual behavior. But... they also have him psychosexually analyzed so they put him through this test of like a polygraph and like to see what makes him it's fucked up stuff it's like to right, see what yeah. makes him aroused and shit like that and they put him through this whole thing and eventually i guess it's deemed that he can he can have some visitation with his kids i think they say 2 to 3 days a, a month uh supervised visits okay So, Josh knows his sons are coming to stay with him. Um, Josh knows his children are coming to stay with him. And Josh goes to the bank, withdraws all of his money, goes into every storage facility that he's had for the past, let's say, five years. I don't know. Pulls a bunch of shit out including the kids' toys and belongings, and gives them all to charity. February 2012, on Super Bowl Sunday, the kids get to visit their father at their father's home. They're very excited to see their dad. So when they arrive at the scene, or when they arrive at the house, even though the supervisor is supposed to be there to walk them to the door, let them inside, go inside with them and everything, She's unable to stop them as they sprint from the car into the door where their dad's standing in the doorway with the door open. As they walk by, he says, Charlie, I have a surprise for you. Oh, that gives me chills. This is what happens yeah. after. This, so this is, is fucked up. This is the last video. Now, I've cut together the, the first 911 call and the second 911 call because there's two. And... Um, there. It's not the whole call. If I showed you the whole call, it would just frustrate you. The the cops are purely inept throughout this whole thing.
2: Oh my god! Yeah, I've I've seen parts of this part. So
1: so um, it's nine one one call. Three. This one's a minute long, so this is a long one. Fernando,
2: you're gonna need more than a beer.
1: (laughs) Um. All right. This this is this is okay. Three, two. One play.
0: And I'd like to pull out of the driveway because I smell gasoline and he won't let me in. You want to pull out of the driveway because you smell gasoline, but he won't let you? I smell, he he won't let me in.
1: This is the social worker.
0: Okay, how long will it be? I don't know, ma'am. They have to respond to emergency, life threatening situations first. The first available deputy. Well, this this could be life threatening. He went to court on Wednesday and he he didn't get his kids back and this is really i'm afraid for their lives people are saying there's not somebody here but i was just there and there is somebody here there's two little boys in the house and they're, they're five and seven and there's an adult man he has supervised visitation and he blew up the house and the kids the kids and the husband and the father were in the house yeah yes yeah, he slammed the door in my face so I kept knocking, I thought
3: it was a mistake. I kept knocking and then I called nine one one. I just
1: yelled. Had... Not this sicko again. So God She as soon as she walked up, he slammed the door in her face. She tried right. to get in. Couldn't get in within 10 minutes, was already on the phone with 911, trying to get them out there. That was the first nine one one call you heard. And she could not it took like five minutes for them to even take her seriously. And right. yeah,
2: uh we have to respond to life threatening situations. Well, but it first. wasn't
1: even just that. They were like, Why why are you a supervisor? I thought you were the one that's visiting the kids. It's like, dude, you didn't listen to anything she already told you. Like no. she explained the whole situation perfectly fine, but he
2: sucked at his job. Inept. To- totally fucking inept. That's total ineptitude. So after all that, protecting them kids, sending them to the right place, they s- send them back for a supervise. They sh- should not have been in this fucking house in the first place. Mm-hmm. But he locks them in the house and kills them. Kills everyone in fucking side the house. Yep, that's Just right. unbelievable. It's absolutely right. That's that is such a fuck story.
1: So, Braden and charlie for no fault of their own were murdered by their father who they were excited to see and it's way worse than that he just he just blew up the house so the part that i cut out of that call when the door was slammed in her face she slammed on she banged on the door she said let me in let me in shortly after within a couple minutes she heard braden cry Ugh that's when she called the cops that's when she started to smell gasoline then the car then the house was set on fire basically exploded the Jesus the screaming that she heard the surprise when they got inside the house joshua knocked charlie out with an axe with a hatchet, I guess you would say.
2: Knocked him out with a fucking... Hatchet. Axe? Yeah. Hatchet? A, a baby axe? Fuck, it's a still an axe. Yeah. Jesus.
1: When the bodies were recovered from the burning wreckage, the children were shown to have died from suffocation and from having bled out from wounds. from axe, From axe wounds, basically. Their so father's. he,
2: f- he hacked them up and then burnt the house down.
1: They were alive when they died from suffocation.
2: Ugh. Oh, god.
1: <sighs> so this is a really yeah. fucked up story, man.
2: This story is beyond fucked up.
1: So it's hard to talk about all the details of the story and, and really get everything hammered down. But something that's worth knowing about the story is that it's believed very strongly that his siblings, Michael and Elena, helped him with the disappearance of Susan. We don't know exactly how, but Michael was deposed as he was fighting for the insurance claim that the Coxes mm. believed were owed to the children. Shit. <laughs> Michael what a piece ble- of shit. was asked a bunch of questions, which he lied to the investigator's face, drove from New York to Minneapolis, and jumped off of a 30-story building. What? Or maybe it was a 30-foot jump. The number 30 is in there somewhere. Jumped from a building and killed himself. to his
2: sister.
1: Nothing. Stephen Powell no. went to jail for five years, less than five years, was released in 2017 and then died of a heart problem in a hospital a couple months later. Until the day that he died, Stephen walked around talking about Susan like they had an unre- that they had a love that they never got to they, they never got to explore.
2: Jesus Christ.
1: All the way to the time that he died. Ugh. Terry, his mother, uh, Joshua's mother, was the reason that Joshua got custody of the kids for a while and was the reason that he was able to get past the psychiatric evaluation because she vouched for him that he was an amazing father. Hmm. And she worked really hard to get people that would also vouch for that. So he had a lot of people vouch for him when they shouldn't have. This story ends with the Cox family going fighting the state because the state did not do enough to take care of the boys. Mm-hmm. They're in court right now, as far as I understand it. There has not been a ruling issued yet. But I thought maybe it would be worth reading, hearing uh, the points being made from both sides um, as to whether or not the state is liable for what's happened here. So the... I guess you could say the prosecution, the person representing the Cox family. Yeah. Said on February 5th, 2012, these boys were on a supervised visit to go and see their father an employee of the defendant of the state, Buck told the jurors explaining that the state was obliged to uh, obligated to the boys, uh, that, that day in two ways. First, they owed them the obligation of having a supervisor who was trained and capable of doing the job of being able to intervene for the benefit of saving these boys. Second, the state owed these boys an obligation to have this visitation take place or at a place that was safe and that ensured their safety, but continued pointing repeatedly to the fact that the visitation had been moved from a secure facility to Josh Powell's, Josh Powell Graham's home, Josh Powell's Graham home, where he had the, had all the control in the situation. He took a hatchet. He struck those boys again and again and again. The fear The betrayal, the pain, the confusion, he told the jurors. He went on to explain that Charlie and Braden, both injured from the attack, were still unconscious lying on the floor. Their own father, the man who the state believed was an imminent risk to them, took gasoline, poured it on them, and poured it on their faces, Buck Buck said, explaining in detail how their their dad doused the entire home in gasoline and lit it on fire, causing the home to erupt in flames, killing Josh and the boys. The defense says don't allow your thought process to be clouded by the facts of the brutal murders you'll see who is responsible for the murders of Charlie Braden. and when you test the evidence there's only one answer and that answer is Josh Powell that's their defense
2: that's a bullshit defense that's my like, defense yeah we we already know he's responsible for the murders y'all just help faci- facilitate that shit by not doing that's, what that was the fuck literally their job and yeah like,
1: and all credit to the social worker i don't think she, she she did everything she could once he locked the door on her what was she supposed to do she called 911 the cops didn't take her seriously when the house caught fire she called 911 they they insisted that somebody was already there she said no no one's here yet and then they insisted oh, that nobody was in the I house. I remember
2: that part. yeah, I remember that part. so oh, man its just it was just drop balls and failure of, uh, of, of of almost all parties involved to to handle their fucking responsibilities. That, I mean yeah. this whole situation's a fucking mess pure ineptitude Ugh, and just disgusting
1: The most disgusting thing of all is that Susan in 2007 saw this coming she knew oh she knew that her husband was capable of doing something really fucked up so
2: jesus man
1: when we're talking about evil like real evil it exists man look we can do podcasts and we can tell stories about shit that's that's scary and creepy and makes our skin crawl and like makes us get uncomfortable. And there we'll do probably do more and more podcasts about stuff like that. But yeah, um, but this is a case of real evil fucking people.
2: It's just unfucking believable, man.
1: So that's the story that I told. That uh, I wanted to tell. T- t-
2: family of evil motherfuckers. A family this- of
1: evil shits. All of them.
2: <clears throat> well, mine is not so much about a family of evil, and I'm going to try and get through this quick because we're we're running a little late here. But I guess we good. started
1: we, a late we, well. We sometimes do longer podcasts. It's okay. Yeah. Um, this is the finale for our Halloween podcast. It'll be all right. Um, I'd rather I'd rather we go too long than too short. Um, True. that's what she said okay so uh, <laughs> well, let's, let's just catch up on the chat. yeah let's catch up on the chat before we start this new story just to kind of get off, uh, get get to where everybody yeah, left off feeling on the story restart. so um okay so Fernando said probably some psychiatrist will advocate and say that these people have some mental state but still how are they these adult pe- people a use to society that's a good question Dante said, well, time for another silly comment. Leatherface ghost-facing Freddy Krueger <laughs> walk into a bar, and Freddy says, did you guys need a break, too, after ca- that camping story? The psychiatrist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Dante says, the psychiatrist must have said, I'm too old for this shit and quit. Um, Fernando, I think you are, closing, you are closing in on the part to the part where i'm going to need a beer to handle it oh yeah the, we were past that yeah. a while ago um ben Dron says sorry i had to go to the bar with ghost face and fred k i couldn't take it <laughs> dante said fuck that was horrifying da- heartbreak says wow i work security so i know how inept cops can be but man this was a life or death situation they should have responded to that they, i agree they,
2: they totally fucking blew it fernando's just, to- just-
1: we can only do it if there's somebody's life in danger. There's two children. Whatever. Um, Fernando said, who is the fucker psychiatrist that should lose his job, if you ask me, for saying it was okay for visitations? Agreed. Right.
2: Like,
1: um, they found
2: this shit on his computer, yo. Like, yeah.
1: Well, you, that's what's fucked up. So they found that in Utah, but it wasn't a Utah. The What is it? The Utah judge did not think it was worthy of sending to Washington unless to the to the case in Washington unless there was a clear evidence that Joshua might win custody of his children. So they were holding back evidence uh, just so that. that yeah, no, that that's not a good reason. Fuck that judge. No,
2: that's a horrible reason. You're helping him get his kids back by not sending that information. Yeah, it was like you, you it's it's definitely not hurting him with you withholding mm-hmm. it or not sending it. So just
1: the whole th- that was
2: just fucking stupid. The whole
1: fucking thing is fucking stupid. Um, no beer is enough. You were right, soups. This is so fucked up. I agree. <laughs> Fernando said exactly. Uh, oh, sorry. Dante said, "Grandpa's psycho deserves something worse." He sure did, yeah, man. He deserved a fucking heart attack. Yeah, he deserved worse than a fucking to go out. You know, with like that fucker, like comfort and been. care. Fuck that guy. He should have um,
2: been castrated and hung up by his fucking. That balls. guy's a
1: sicko, man. No justice was ever received for any of this
2: none at all that's so insane
1: and susan's body is still missing nobody's ever found susan so maybe she's alive no she probably won't they probably won't uh so uh, fernando said exactly the mistake was giving him the chance to be able to have his kids at at reach and after susan was missing um yeah right.
2: that's another thing like you're caught up in a murder investigation. He
1: was—he was, he was sh- the only suspect they ever yeah. had.
2: You, like, I mean, there's no way he should have even been able to look at his fucking kids. You shouldn't even been able to call him on the fucking phone with a murder investigation and all the fucking kitty porn on your shit. Nah, man, incestuous shit. And your dad was all fucked up too. Like, your family's fucked. Yeah, man. Like, so I don't—I don't understand how they could have even allowed some shit like that to happen just
1: just it's ugh. it's I, it's outrageous without a doubt super disgusting and so i'm just gonna um close it out by saying um to susan and to Braden and to charlie um yes. i'm not a religious person but wherever you are uh, you deserved better you deserved a better life you deserved a better partner and uh particularly to brayden and charlie Uh, what a I don't know man what a what a innocent kids being caught up in the most fucked up psychosis driven circumstances that you could possibly ever imagine
2: it's a fucking sicko man
1: so that's that story it's really fucked up I'm glad I finally told that story so I don't have to keep doing research and looking at pictures of these Uh, evil fucks
2: That's, that's um, that had to be rough
1: doing research on that. It's it's and I mean there's so, there's so much stuff that I didn't even get to, man. But like it, I felt like it was going so long. I had to like try to speed it up and get through yeah, the stuff. That, but like
2: that one was the one we could have done a whole fucking podcast on.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I didn't know it was gonna take nah, me that long it's all to get to. <laughs>
2: I was sitting, I was just fucking engrossed Like, Jesus, man And I watched the goddamn documentary yeah. on it And still didn't know As much info as you passed along
1: That's pretty dope So let's uh, um, So I, I'm closing up with a picture of uh, Of Susan, Braden, and Charlie uh, Rest in peace uh, Your family misses you, peace, I'm sure yeah. um, Alright We're gonna go on To the next story and I'm gonna let you. Uh, well, hold on. So, Fernando said, "Better justice. They deserve better justice for what happened to them. May they get. Maybe may they be happier wherever they are. Yeah,
2: agreed. Yeah. All right. Definitely. Well, uh, so I teased this a little bit early about the character, um, from American Horror Story, who was actually based or who actually plucked from history, put in the show. Uh, Coven, you remember the house that they stayed in mm-hmm. was uh, Madame Delphine Lalori's house, right? Right, um, and you know, she was obviously a slave owner, it was, it was, she was played by uh, Kathy Bates, right? Who's, mm-hmm. fucking, who's a, a great actress, actress. A great, great actress, uh, but so, uh, there's they they do they did some fucked up shit on the show, and they kind of tied it into it. You see a little bit of it with certain things that were created in the show, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, uh, but it, that's was drawn the the inspiration from that was drawn from real life, um, and so in 1834, uh, there's uh, her mansion. Uh, in, the address is 11. 40 royal street it's in the french quarter back in the day a fire breaks out so a bunch of the neighbors rushed over to go help you know they wanted to go put the fire out pour water on the flames you know help the family evacuate but when they get there you know back in those times the, the all they noticed was the woman in there grabbing her jewelry up you know trying to grab her furs and this time being the time that it was they're like hey shouldn't you have some help with this from your black slaves right so they're like why what's going on right Mm -hmm. Uh, so that woman of course was uh, Madame LaLaurie and we'll go into a little bit about her she was born in 1780 in New Orleans to an affluent white Creole family Uh, Her family moved there from Spanish, moved from Ireland to Spanish-controlled Louisiana. So they had been in Louisiana for like a generation before she was even born. Um, And we'll go back. She was married three times, had five different children, um, whom she was said to attend to lovingly sometimes. First husband was a Spaniard, um, I believe. Let's see. So he died uh, in Havana on the way to Madrid. So four years after he died, she married uh, a Frenchman named Jean Blanc. Jean Blanc was a banker, had money. They had fucking four more kids. or They had four children, three daughters, one son. So she's up to fucking nine kids right now. Right, right, yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ. And then yeah, right. So he died too. So this is so she married her third, final husband, much younger doctor named Leonard Louis Nicholas Laurie So that's where she got this the last her name. final surname from. Yeah. Um. He was not often present. Uh, he was always moving around. He's a younger guy, so I guess that frustrated her a little bit. But you know, mm-hmm. we'll find out more about. So wait, that how later, old
1: so. how old is she at this point?
2: At this point, it does not say. Uh, so
1: she's probably in like what her late 30s, early 40s. When did
2: she get married the first time? It doesn't give any exact dates about when she was married. Fair enough. I mean, I would say I would guess probably late, late right? Yeah, right. Yeah, um. So, she's, she's married to this doctor. She's got her own money. She's alone by herself. Uh, so, she bought a huge three-story mansion in the middle of the French Quarter, right? <laughs> um, so, as many, uh, many high society women did at the time, Madame Larie, she had slaves. Uh, so, most of the city was shocked at how polite she was to them. So, strangely enough, she showed them lots of kindness in public. Um, she even freed a couple of them, uh eighteen nineteen and eighteen thirty two, but I think one of them was it was something in one of her husband's wills, and then another one was an older slave that it was pretty normal to free older slaves who had a good record for mm. I mean for lack of a yeah, better term. For, okay. Yeah, hey, you've been a good slave, boy. Yeah, you, right. you can be like, free from you know, you're eighty nine now, you can't even <laughs> Can't even stand up. <laughs> go Jesus. go be free. like <laughs> So, uh, <clears throat> but uh, strangely enough, rumors about this, uh, about Madame uh, Leloree started to spread that she was kind of fucking fake, right? She's, been, she's nice to her and treats her slaves all kind and polite mm-hmm. in public, but was kind of fucked up to and behind the scenes. So, uh, the rumors turned out to be true so <laughs> this is this is really fucked up right like so new orleans had laws um unlike most other southern states that kind of protected the slaves from like cruel and unusual punishment okay right so this lady was <laughs> she was so fucked up to her slaves that even other slave owners were like hey um mm you should probably not do that (laughs) to your slaves right like how fucked up do you have to be for a a slave owner to be like hey yeah for real treat these subhuman people a little more human
1: yeah 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 like Like, (laughs) you got to draw your line somewhere
2: right like okay let's we we can't do that that's too far yeah exactly so, uh, accounts of uh, Daphne LaLaurie's treatment of her slaves between 1831 and 1834 mixed. Um, Harriet Martineau, who's an author, uh, started recounting her stories, residents, <clears throat> stories told to her by New Orleans residents during her 1836 visit. Some people claimed Lalarie's slaves were observed to be singularly haggard or rent, so meaning. Even though slaves looked pretty rough back in the day, like her slaves seemed to look worse, mm. right? Like even for a slave, they were like rough and and kind of haggard. Okay. Um, so, funeral registers between 1830 and 1834 document the deaths of 12 slaves at the Royal Street mansion. Although the causes of death aren't mentioned, uh, and some infections or diseases could have easily been the cause, these twelve deaths include Bon, a cook and a laundress, her four kids. These are four kids: one was Juliet, thirteen; Florence was ten; Jules was six; and Leonette was two. So, she, Boone had previously belonged to a refugee from uh, Saint Domingo, and described. Uh, he described her as a chronic runaway with uh, a chronic runaway. Okay. So it was with an influx of white and free colored St. Dominican refugees as their slave. They were worried she was going to run off. I guess she okay. had this, this skin tone. Right. Okay. So, but apparently this is, this is one of the, like, these were kind of the beginning. So 12 fucking slaves died in four years. Right. And, okay. and this was one including all of her kids And the, you know they it could have been disease, but they're leaning more towards It was her so Despite the false Rumors that slaves killed her Parents uh, Madame lalari actually lived a fairly Normal and privileged life She's a major part of uh, High society And let's see Just yeah, this is what I was saying earlier about the emancipation one was from the will of her second dead husband mm-hmm. and the other one was he he basically got to fucking retire yeah um so all this stuff happened shit's going on and somehow there's some a slave rebellion in Haiti that saw over a hundred slaves beheaded their heads put on poles stretching for 40 miles from the center of New Orleans out to the countryside. You would see slaves' corpses dangling from fucking city gates. How Jesus. how crazy is that shit? But this is all contributing to this attitude that she is is developing. So there's a growing sense of panic and unease, which is most likely the reason why nobody went out to check on all those fucking dead slaves, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're like, okay, well, you know, shit's going down. You got to do what you got to do to keep these these slaves in check. Mm I almost said another word. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, they actually never charged her with anything until 1833. So this year, a 13-year-old slave named Leah was brushing her hair. And I don't know if Jax's hair ever gets a little knotty and hard to fucking comb
1: through. Yeah, it's too short. But But I'm sure Arya as well
2: corinne's hair i mean it's not even you don't even have to pull hard you just comb and it catches kinks and you know ow yeah yeah yeah. so this girl's comb brushing her hair t- went to tug a snag too hard and she and madame la chase chased this girl around and beat her mercilessly with a fucking whip for for her fucking hair for brushing her hair too hard uh you said it was a young girl too she was 12. Jesus fuck, man. And she chased the girl around with a whip and was beating her ass so bad the little girl ran up to the roof and jumped off of the roof and killed herself. God damn it, dude. Rather than to continue to be beat so mercilessly. Right? Uh and the only reason she the only reason the madam got in trouble for this was because somebody saw her burying the girl's body. So they fined her $300 made her sell nine slaves but in true southern slavery fashion she was able to re-procure these nine slaves like with her getting her family to buy them and you know doing all this to get them back so those people got away and thing got real right back in so uh, let's see there are reports another male slave was so scared of the punishment that he had coming to him he also killed himself. He threw himself out of a third story window, uh, choosing to die rather than to be tortured and yeah. beaten by this woman. So people are killing themselves because of some of the shit that's happening. And I haven't gotten to like I'm touching on some of this. Yeah, it yeah, might yeah, sound yeah. kind of man right now, but I No, I'm I'm yeah. It's, there's it's, some fucked up shit okay, here. Okay uh,
1: just just the so y- you mentioned like the twelve people, right? These are all people that she yeah. killed or that died on her watch before? Well,
2: they died on her watch, but no one knows exactly. Okay, how R- there's... deaths there, are mysterious.
1: Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. yeah there's question so, about how they died. And then you've got I these mean, two that she's directly responsible for, minimum. Che- that, like, yeah, that, that, like, that beating she's a, them just, Yeah, that, that she's... To, cr-
2: right, hard enough and to know what happens with her. Can you imagine Some being a 12-year-old? Right. Like, being being beaten mercilessly for someone's hair being fucking nappy
1: not being able to have the cons and not being able to th- even consider the full consequences of your actions and making a decision that i would oh, rather right. jump from the top of this building
2: i'd rather die than deal with this anymore Deal with this right like it's super fucked up so that's yeah, so in in Think about it 12 slaves in a four year period, and she she doesn't have a plantation, right? She just has a house. Like, and, where's she getting I mean, all these right, slaves it's, from? It's a big house, but she can't. Plantations might have 100, 200 slaves. She couldn't have had more than 20 slaves, right? Yeah, 20, to,
1: 30, maybe. She's got like yeah,
2: so in, a couple in, 12 cooks of 12 of your that. slaves die in four years. Like, some, there's something up there. They, where there's smoke, there's fire. So, mm-hmm. But anyway, this guy has thrown himself out of a third-story window to not be tortured by the madam. Uh, and that window, coincidentally, is still, if you go to this building, it is still cemented shut. Like, they cemented that thing, made it a wall. It's still cemented shut. So. Th- There were also reports that uh, she was keeping secret slaves for her doctor husband to practice voodoo medicine on. (laughs) Jesus reported that her cruelty extended to her daughters who she would punish and whip if they tried to help the slaves in any way. So she is just straight up deteriorated to the point to where she's, she's gone to the point to where she's beating her own kids. Yeah. She's not just abusing trying to help these people. Yeah, Yeah. That she's torturing. Um, So, on April 10th, 1834, the story goes, a fire broke out in the mansion in the old French Quarter, which was Madame Lalaurie's house. Um, And the neighborhood all came out, started rubbernecking. to offer help. They noticed something odd. Like I said, she was in there trying to grab her stuff out of this fire. Um, And everybody's like, you know, what the hell's going on? Where are your slaves? You know, Um, and she told everyone to mind their damn business. (laughs) Huh. So some people thought this was a little mysterious, as I, you know, I'm sure people of that time. would. there's nothing else to fucking do but mm-hmm. be nosy. Um, and the other, you know, they found it was weird, but then they began to hear faint uh, moans and screams from the attic. So there were slaves still in the attic of this house while it was on fire. Um, and not to mention that she wasn't worried about the slaves in the attic; she didn't even. They had to get the key from her to open the door to the attic to let them out. Um, and when they opened said door, everybody stopped. People were fucking shocked and appalled, throwing up because it stank so fucking bad, throwing up from shit that they saw. It was reported. So the fire started. You know, this is fucked up how the fire started. Uh, they She had a 70-year-old slave cook chained to a stove she chained the slave to the stove and the slave was chained to a fucking stove and starving to death what, just think about that like it this is this is, I'm not even really you're making going him into cook. it right you're making a slave chained to a stove cook and it's still and they're still starving to death it's it's just it's fucking crazy but so that slave started the fire But that's not even close to like her most extreme torture. So, the first group of uh, of people that broke in the house, or not broke in the house, they came in the house to help. Yeah. Right? Found the slaves in the attic, uh, and they had clearly been tortured. So reports from eyewitnesses claim there were at least seven slaves beaten, bruised, and bloody to within an inch of their life. Their eyes gouged out. Jesus, fuck. Skin flayed. And mouth, mouth filled with excrement and sewn shut. Oh my God, dude. Mouth filled with excrement and sewn shut. What the fuck, bro? (laughs) Like. Dude. (sighs) Dude. Yeah. So there was, there was also, and this is a quote, a negress, which I'm guessing is just another word for a black s- female slave, who's wearing an iron collar. There's an old Negro woman uh, who received a very deep wound on her head and was too weak uh, to even be able to walk or talk. Uh, another uh, patron or another witness uh, mentioned a man that had a hole in his head that was filled with fucking maggots. Oh, God, dude. Hole in his head filled with maggots. Um... <sighs> Another, you know, after these people saw this, they went and questioned her husband about the slaves, and he replied, some people had better stay home uh, rather than come to other people's houses to dictate laws and muddle in other people's business, a.k.a. the same thing his wife said, stay out of our fucking mm-hmm. business. But, I mean, you're up here torturing it's Like, like people are appalled by this. It's, it's fucking... Ugh.
1: Yeah,
0: anybody would be appalled by this. This is
2: yeah, uh, right. And just, I'm just think about how fucked up this is. I just said it ten minutes ago, but slaves were subhuman to people at this time. They weren't even people. They were three fifths of a fucking person.
1: Yeah, they were (laughs) written in the
2: constitution. (laughs) They they weren't. They weren't shit. Mm -hmm. And the fact that people are seeing this, like seeing this shit, and they're so just appalled by it, by things that are not even a person to them right it, it just really makes it goes to show you how, how fucking f- terrible it yeah, must be. Yeah, how been. fucked up and how screwed up this is so uh let's see fill the magazine uh, another eyewitness recounted that slaves were emaciated showing signs of being uh flayed with a whip like a cat of nine right like mm-hmm. you ever seen that picture where the mm-hmm. slave's sitting down and his back's all fucking Tore up. That's that's a mm-hmm. cat and nine. Yeah, well, watch
1: too. uh, uh, no, the Passion of Christ. You oh, see my God, that they use it, man. torture porn. Yeah, that's exactly what it is.
2: Yeah, ugh. I saw it in the uh, theaters. Oh, no. But so, so some showed signs of being flayed with a whip, but they were bound in a rest- uh, and they were also bound in restrictive postures, you know, like probably put up in some fucking thing or, well in I the show the, they
1: had her like they they had her like crucifying slaves and like putting like who like horse heads and like like yeah well uh, bullheads and shit of, like that uh,
2: so th- i mean it wasn't quite that extra- well we don't know there might have been something like that but right. there's something close to it i feel like that's where they might have gotten this from okay but they wore spiked iron collars, which kept their heads in static. So they're sitting there with spiked iron collars, and they have to hold their shit like this, or they're gonna land on the spikes, and it's gonna fucking puncture their neck, and they're gonna die. Right. They had people in these fucking weird contraptions, it's where like they could move. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. She's she's doing this in the goddamn 1800s. So, uh, there were heaps of course, uh, heaps of cor- corpses. Organs, limbs, slaves pinned to tables or cramped in small cages. Live bodies with their eyes gouged, fingernails torn out, ears hanging by shreds of skin. Uh, And again, I said this earlier, but their mouths were filled with shit. Um, And people just laying around with festering wounds, just all kind of shit. So many accounts claim there was one woman whose skin had been peeled off in spirals to make her look like a caterpillar. What? Yes. Another. This is this is the fucked up one. Another with her bones broken and reset so that she looked like a crab. <laughs> Take that in for a second. Bones broken and reset. So she, so she looks like a crab. So I feel like this is probably where they got like the animal. Yeah, sort of animal. yeah, yeah. But fuck, man! Can uh, can you imagine? You know, being a person, and someone's, I mean, someone's like,
1: living through the agony of having your bones broken, right, like, so they, they oh can my make God, you, man. Look like... So
2: they can make you look like a fucking, no, nah, man crustacean
1: yeah no 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 like
2: it i mean just super duper fucked up man um ah also so yeah so they broke her bones reset them so that she looked like a crab uh and there was another uh slave whose intestines had been torn out and knotted around their own fucking waist ripped his intestines out hung them up wrapped them around their fucking waist uh, and a lot of these victims, uh, most people claim they're up to a hundred, were supposedly still alive, putrid and starving, and surviving only off gruel. So she's feeding these motherfuckers slop, just to keep them alive, long enough to torture them more. Jesus Christ, man! God. So, uh, I mean, it. So, it, it did come, I guess, to an end right here at, on this fucking day, but. So when the discovery of these abused slaves became widely known, a mob of citizens attacked the residents, uh, demolished and destroyed everything they could. Uh, Sheriff and officers were called to disperse the crowd, but they could not disperse the crowd. They were fucking up this place and in the midst of this damage or in the midst of them fucking up the place, she and her husband escaped. Got away. Mm -hmm. Didn't face any fucking justice. So... Uh, let's see. Scarcely remaining the walls. Up to four thousand. Wow. So, so yeah, that's right. So they, so they took these slaves out of this house and put them in fucking like hospitals and zoos Mm -hmm. for people to go view, which was, I guess, pretty commonplace back then. So. I, can you imagine that, though? After fucking being tortured and mangled and just destroyed, you are now put on display for for other people's entertainment. No, nah, man. At least to fucking, like, satisfy some fucking curiosity to have, like, after all this happened. And then the lady that does this to you gets off. She She gets away, goes to France... And uh, they said that she died in 1849, but there are also a group of people who believe that she faked her death and went back to New Orleans and started doing the same kind of shit again. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. So, uh, that I mean, I didn't take too long. I wanted to get through it pretty quickly, but. This, no, I mean, you,
1: I mean I, you're you're welcome to go through as much detail as you want. Like no, uh, this
2: I I I think but, this is enough. Because, but it's for the evening.
1: Jesus fuck, man! Like
2: I mean, that's that's a pretty fucked up story, man.
1: No, it's beyond fucked up that somebody could. I mean,
2: right? It's 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 it is breathtaking. Like it, it's we it takes don't takes the words out. Of it. What, what, what it, do you? What can you?
1: If if you walk into a like if you're watching kids on a playground, Mm -hmm. and you see a kid that's got like an ant and he's like holding it under his finger and he's like pulling the legs away from the ant, pulling the legs off and like dismembering it slowly, you worry about that fucking person. That person's got fucking problems. What are you doing? Like it's one thing to be like, (laughs) oh, I don't want to get bit by an ant. Let me squish the ant. Right, uh, if and you're, it's
2: you're taking enjoyment from
1: yeah. There's like a pleasure from of watching another living make, thing. Yeah, making something suffer is somehow bringing you some kind of, I don't know, feeling of elation or peace or some something like that. And that's just like everything about that is like on a different level of. I don't know, man. Just fucking gross. It's,
2: it's sadistic. It's. I mean, it's. It's fucked up, but it's fucked up in a totally different way than the Powell story is. Like this is just straight up, well, it's one style torture on fucking. But but yeah, I mean that that we're
1: talking like dark age style torture, right? Like we're talking like, I, I mean, like what would have been the purpose of being that way? Like what what good
2: reason was there? She just wanted to see people suffer. Like straight up, there's absolutely no other possible reason that she could have had to do that like there's So people were saying there were some reports that her parents had been killed by slaves, but it was bullshit. It wasn't true. So there are people that may be trying to find some way to justify what she was doing to these slaves. But again, just there's no just like all the other stories there's just nothing nothing redeemable no no so, reasonable doubt no nothing so all that, of this broke
1: down because of the fire and then that's when yeah, people discovered the fire, all of the
2: exactly so there were rumors like i said like uh oh, where there's smoke there's fire right oh, excuse my terrible right well but people, right but, people, <laughs> but people but
1: people but people were automatic were already suspicious
2: yes i mean like i said they're the fucking 12 slaves died in 4 years. She killed off a whole family of slaves. She they saw her like they saw her chase a slave so far that she ran on the roof and jumped off to get away from her. Jesus. And man. the the only reason that she got in trouble for that was because people actually saw. Her. They saw her burying the body. God damn. So then they had to do something about it cuz these laws were on the books there. Like somewhere else maybe it wouldn't have matter. Right here. But that fire Was you know, thats That's the reason people Found out what was happening So I guess thank goodness for that 70 year old starving slave who was Chained to the fucking stove Which is just Who
1: started the fire yeah
2: Yeah but I mean that's just That's some minimal High level shit Like you know what I'm not gonna beat you I'm not gonna
1: Oh, yeah, right.
2: I'm just going to chain your ass right here and let you make my shit every day and you can't touch it.
1: Yeah, you get to watch as I get fat and you slowly die.
2: And you wither away. I I would have burnt that motherfucker down too.
1: In and of itself, that's torture. But then you add to the fact that she's like doing these weird experiments that she's she's carving people up and like...
2: Flaying people Like one of them Described like This guy's arm Was just fucking mm. Sliced open Like fucking Atticus mm. Remember on uh Lovecraft Country Where they st- oh, right. Christina's oh, That shit was dark
1: alert. Yeah that shit was dark Yeah Well you don't <laughs> yeah, have to You don't that, have to like, Yeah I, I know what you mean Yeah
2: Yeah but that Yeah that's That's
1: Well when you say something. flay I'm thinking of When people say flay I'm thinking of The um
2: bobby flay <laughs> no um <laughs>
1: in game of thrones there's the uh what's this fuck that pe- that piece of shit uh like the theon? guy th- not theon no the guy that was worse than joffrey um
2: the <laughs> worse than joffrey like i'm drawing a blank <laughs> that, there,
1: there's there's only one guy worse than joffrey i can't i just can't fucking oh, remember oh, his name
2: oh, oh walter
1: Frey. The phrase, right? Oh no, but I guess you could say that. No, I'm Walter talking, about, was I'm talking about the dude in. that took oh. Theon's
2: dick. Oh yeah, uh, shit! I can't think of his name, but I he was on uh, Misfits. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the fucking
1: invisible dude. He was great on Misfits, actually. Yeah,
2: he was. That show was great, man.
1: Um, yeah. What? It, I wish I could remember his name right now, but yeah, he. He was He was a bastard. Well, he would flay people. Like that was something that his people did. Like they would put them on these like crucifix like things and then they would slice them open oh, and pull and they, the skin yeah. away from their body. Oh god. And so like their head would be sitting there, but everything else would be flayed away. Or if you oh. remember watching Midsummer, where they had that oh, man at the, the guy end, was, like he's h- yeah. hanging and his back is flayed open, his lungs he's yes. still alive but his lungs and everything are outside of his body
2: yes i, I that makes this when you say
1: something yeah when you say something about flay like that's that's the kind of shit that i'm picturing that is, and that is
2: probably a more accurate description of well but, how,
1: but that's well. just like Like the the description that like it made somebody look like a caterpillar that's sticking with me. I'm like having a really hard time. Like, what do you mean looked like a caterpillar? And like,
0: as my head is like putting that image together. Think about a
2: fucking caterpillar with those stripes. They fucking ripped Mm. or cut her skin off in sections Mm -mm. so that she looked like a caterpillar, like a fucking striped shirt. I just can't, man. Like, it's so it's it's sadistic and it's just horrifying that and i mean it's i i think it's badass that AHS included that in there because i otherwise i probably would have never never found out about this person
1: considered it yeah
2: uh but sheesh man like that when you go and find out about the real thing like now you see why queenie fucking chopped her head off and stuck it oh yeah box she deserved
1: every single piece of that made her watch the uh made her watch uh what's oh, gonna call it over and over roots? again. Yeah, like over <laughs> like on repeat. Like I wonder if that would have even made a difference with a person that evil. You know what I mean? Like uh, maybe. In the show it did. But like Yeah. But, like, in real life, like, if somebody's that evil, like, they've lost empathy at that point. They have to be able to connect with the the humanity of the person that they're looking at to, to be able yeah, to... Yeah, but she,
2: she could... I, I don't know. Didn't she make it to where she couldn't even close her eyes?
1: Yeah, she forced her... Like, like it was like torture where she, like, forced her yeah. to watch it over and over again. Well,
2: if eventually you will, it's like Chinese water torture. Like, eventually, you're going to crack. She can't close her eyes. She's staring at that shit, like... Yeah,
1: but, I mean, it's not even closing your eyes to it. It's having empathy for it, like...
2: No, no, no. Oh, I mean, I get that, but if you watch, if someone... It's... If you're sitting there with that being fed to you for 24 hours a day for, let's say, two months, Yeah, it's going to have some kind of effect on you. Maybe... May might not turn you all the way around, but
1: yeah,
0: maybe
2: eventually you're gonna start to 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 connect with whatever they're forcing upon you.
1: Yeah, but, fucking Dante. You know. I loved Midsummer when it was called the Burning Man. Shut up, man.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <Dante>. <laughs> that was great. Uh, that is a really good one. It is a good one. Uh, let's see. <sighs> The fucked up part is that people agreed with her. This shit happened and sadly it is still happening. It's nightmarish. Fernando says there's no defense. It was all willingly what she was willing, what she was doing uh, more pure evil. I can't think of torture enough
2: for someone like, Oh that, yeah. yeah
1: th- like, th- th- there will ever be enough torture for Yeah, I get it uh, no, because yeah, death wouldn't just... be enough. Oh, right. Absolutely. I get what he means. Yeah. Which,
2: which is, ex- which on the show That she had a very fitting in But in real yeah. life It was just uh, She just probably died of old age She Yeah <laughs> she, she fucking got away with it Which is Straight up bullshit And it makes the story Even more nightmarish Yeah for Honestly real. Dante. She, she didn't have to answer For her crimes
1: Dante says yeah And not making her
2: uh, Wait What
1: Over and no, over Even
2: over. making her Sell things Over and over again
1: yeah, I don't know. Making her the same things over to bitch Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I'm not exactly sure what you meant there, Dante. Sorry, we're trying to figure it out. But, uh, yeah, anyways, guys, so this is, like I warned you guys going into it, this is without a doubt the darkest, most difficult podcast that we've done. And in, in the sense that it's hard to listen to, it's hard to deal with. I just got a copyright alert on. Uh, facebook Facebook. which must must be from the videos that i included but i mean it's fair right it's fair use as far as i understand it we're 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 not showing the whole thing we're showing clips of it and talking about those clips so i don't i don't actually think that that that's a violation of copyright i I think we can probably dispute it i think there's fair use um about stuff like that but i'm not a lawyer so i don't know how all that stuff actually works yeah um so anyways, I don't know. We might end up getting a copyright claim on, uh, on YouTube. Hopefully we don't get a strike. A copyright claim will just mean they'll block this video. They'll block this podcast. And if it, if that happens, we'll, uh, we'll like find a way to like re-release it or something like that. But yeah. anyways, guys, if you guys enjoyed this podcast, we appreciate you guys coming by and listening and, and being a part of this. Uh, this is. You know, when we talk about things that are like supposedly real or maybe real, maybe not quite real, you know, creepy things and stuff like that, that's one thing. And it's fun. It's an enjoyable or whatever. But I think it's always important to know that there's real there's a fucking there are real evil people out there. There's evil people like ghosts and all the rest of that stuff. That's one thing. But like then there's people that are just fucking sick that are evil, terrible people. Um, And. You know. So I think it's it's just something to keep those. It's something to keep in mind. You know, as we, right. you know, we, like I, we, I I started out this month saying I like dark stuff, man. I like I I like stories it, yeah. about fucked up stuff, and I like you know whatever. But you know, going you know,
2: it's good. It's cool when it's fiction, or we can't really yeah, uh, or it's fantastic. It, yeah, like you know, if there's some element in there where we can we want to believe right like yeah yeah you no know, but when it's just straight up like documented and these things actually happen and we see some people for m- f- the fucking monsters we know that humans are capable of being mm-hmm. that is just it's it's real evil it's pure evil yeah and it <sighs> it really makes you appreciate the other stuff
0: right more right right? yes it sure does the stuff that's this
2: episode you know we had some laughs right yeah it wasn't like the creepy pasta and you know like shit where we're we're having fun with it that was creepy yeah we're like oh man that was creepy yo that's fucked up yeah it's a totally different end of the spectrum it is um and you know i think it's good for us to. Yeah, yeah, Delving for sure. And look, man, if you guys, if,
1: if you like this kind of stuff, like if you'd like us to do more like true crime kind of stuff or like, you know, looking to like real fucked up stories of like things that happen yeah. in real life, you know, let us know. We'll uh, we're, we're happy to. We talked about doing like a uh, true crime podcasts, like yeah, once every man. couple that of was months. Anyways,
2: the it's, basis. Of that's how this all started. One. Yeah, yeah. I was like, let's do a true crime one. Let's find a fucked up story and just talk about it. Yeah. So if you guys know of any, you want us to fucking dig our fucking meaty hooks into we're happy to fucking do that
1: yeah man send Talk that shit to it. the outpost so we can go we can get yeah. lost in tangents get lost ah. in fucking tangent. ah, that was smooth <laughs> all right it's
2: time to go that was fucking <laughs> you can't beat that <laughs> yeah that was two for two man
1: all right, man. Well, y'all, thank y'all so much for coming by. Make sure to like, subscribe, all that stuff. And if this video ends up getting fucking taken off of YouTube, then I'm sorry and we'll find a way to make it work. But uh, um, we appreciate those of you guys that hung out with us tonight that, that joined us for, for the sure. stream. You guys have a great one. I haven't been doing this, but I'd like to start doing this at the end of every podcast. Is just in every stream. It's just making sure we acknowledge the people that have actually sponsored the channel. So people that are actually uh, donating money, regularly every month to to keep us going and to uh to help us build something even better so uh those we've we've only got the three sponsors right now but those three sponsors those mean everything to us and so that's aaron air bear uh that a lot of you guys know on youtube we've got my wife which uh okay uh but thank (laughs) you thank you babe for (laughs) for the support and then uh a very good friend of mine from the ki community Ilya. Uh, and we appreciate you as well Ilya. so yeah
2: man and everybody if you're watching and you like to stream fucking subscribe you can look down there and get your name in a really cool spot on our uh, layout
1: and yeah exactly
2: join the party man like we, <laughs> we love y'all we love having you all on chat now this was a little more involved we had to dig into our research so we couldn't get to the chat as much but we still jumped in kicked it with y'all
1: and yeah, we absolutely. love you
2: guys thank you so much for all y'all that come back and kick it and hang out with us every freaking week mm-hmm. um we promise we're gonna get a schedule <laughs> yeah <right>? so <laughs> yeah we're we working on it we're putting like stuff together uploading content so you guys can come back not just yeah. wednesday and check us out and we're, we're, we're about to get it popping man lost, so y- lto lost tangent outpost
1: that's right man lost tangent outpost thank you guys so much for coming by tonight y'all have a great one